All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all know how we start off the show. Good morning. Let's go ahead and kick it into our first song break so you can go ahead and wake yourself on up and spend some time with the Lord. Amen. And I just want you to begin to open your mouth and cry out to God. God, if you don't do nothing else tonight, heal me, Jesus. Deliver me. I want to be free. I'm tired of being held back. I'm tired of being held up. Deliver me from this pain. One, two, three. Open up your mouth. Come on, open up your mouth. I need you to open up your mouth. Come on. Y'all ain't loud enough. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth. As I pray, open up your Touch this. 
attach yourself to your family lineage. I declare everything that is not of God. Tonight it's got to let you go. Tonight it's got to let you go. I declare in the name of Jesus that the form of Gilead is shown up for you. The form of Gilead has shown up for you. You won't be filled. You won't be filled. the pain of your life. Doesn't matter what happened to you. I'm always free you to know. You've been held down long enough. I'm ready for you to access me to the fullest. I'm ready for you to access me to the fullest. There is something called destiny that is waiting on you. And that could hold you back It's dropping off of you It's dropping off of you Open up your mouth And shout 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 Can you stop and receive that right now? Come on, hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you stop and receive that right now? Everything in your family is getting ready to shift because you're here today. No, don't stop clapping. Keep on clapping. Now when you, you want to stop clapping, no, keep clapping. Keep pressing that breakthrough because you know you need it this morning. Good Monday morning. Hallelujah. Keep pressing that breakthrough on in. In Jesus Christ. Uh-uh. No, nah, we're going to another. Uh, I ain't going to another song yet. You have to let them get that praise on out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't have a job, whatever the case may be, we just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, right encouragement, all that good, right stuff. I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, 
way, when you start your week off the right way, things tend to go better. Not saying you ain't going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no, no hang-ups, no headaches, and all that other stuff like that. Because you're definitely going to have some mess-ups. You're definitely going to have somebody trying to test you. But guess what? As you go throughout the great, as you go throughout the day with the grace of God, guess what? He's going to continue to cover you. He's going to continue to keep you. And I just believe by faith that all things are going to work together for your good. Amen? Amen. With that being said, y'all know what time it is. It's time for us to go ahead and kick it into prayer. Y'all know me. I just do not believe in starting my day without prayer. I just believe by faith that when you start the day off with prayer, things tend to go better. And listen, I'm even pushing myself to get better and deeper in prayer. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to keep waking up every morning. Stop playing music, man. I don't want to keep waking up every morning and always being focused on something else. No, the first thing I want to do is wake up every morning and spend my time with God. And that's why even on this show, that's the first thing we do. We take a moment to spend time with God. So let's go ahead and tap in. Let's give God a little thanks, a little praise. And let's go ahead and put some affirmations into the atmosphere. And let's just go ahead and tap in and center ourselves for the day. Is that all right? All right, let's go. God, we thank you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I come to you right now, God, just thanking you. For this minute, this moment, this day, this second, this season, this year. God, I thank you for this month, this week. God, I thank you for everything that you've done, God. Everything you that you're doing, God. I thank you, oh God, just for you being God and God all by yourself. I thank you, God, that you woke me up this morning with the activity of my limbs, God. That you woke me up with a right mind, a sober mind, God. That you woke me up, oh God, with a mind stayed on you. With a mind that desires to seek you and bless your people. God, I thank you that you woke us up this morning with a roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back. God, we thank you, oh God, that you touched us with the finger of your love and allowed us to get up this morning. And we thank you, despite everything that may be going on or going wrong in our life. God, we give you glory, praise, and honor in this moment. And we thank you for our life. Father, we thank you for our family. Father, we thank you, oh God, for our finances. We thank you for our faith. We thank you, oh God, for the strength that you have given us on today. God, before we ask you for anything, we want to posture ourselves to give you glory, honor, and praise for everything. God, even as we come before your presence, God, with a heart of thanksgiving, gratitude, and supplication, God, we also repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity. Father, if there's anything that ever tries to keep us disconnected from you, God, we repent of it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, if there's anything that we may have done to offend uh, any person, sin any per- uh, sin against any person, harm any person, oh God, God, we ask that you'll forgive us right now. In the name of Jesus. And Father, even allow the personal God that we've wronged to forgive us. Father, cause us to forgive those people that have wronged us, that has harmed us, God, that we may have been offended by. Father, we ask that you're creating us a clean heart and renewing us a righteous spirit that we may be able to serve you and do what you have called us to do in this land. Effectively, God, and in truth. Father, we thank you that even now, God, we come to you with our spirit and with our heart. Father, we ask that you will cause our heart and our mind to walk in alignment with your will. Father, protect us as you always have. God, provide for us as you always have. Father, we thank you now 
we thank you now, God, because even as we ask you of these things, we know that it's already happening. We know that you're already dispatching angels. So we thank you now that you'll protect our family, God, that you'll protect our businesses, that you'll continue to protect our ministry, God. We thank you, God, even for this space. Father, we ask that you'll continue to move throughout our day, move throughout our week, God. God, move throughout our conversations, God. Move throughout our phone calls, God. Move throughout our colleagues, our classmates, our co-workers, our co-hosts. Father, even as we move throughout the day, let your, your spirit and your presence be with us. Father, go before us and continue to fight against everything that is fighting against us. God, continue to open doors, God. Continue to release new clients, new contracts, new customers, God. Continue to make the way easy for us, God. Mm. And we thank you because as we pray right now, God, we believe by faith that we receive it. Father, I ask that you will bless every person under the sound of my voice. God, give them travel's grace and arrival's mercy, even as they go to and from work on today, God. Even as they travel, God, throughout their daily activities, we ask that you will bless them and protect them. Keep them, God. God, we bind every accident, every coincidence, God, every incident, Father, every mishap, every fender bender. God, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Every plot, every plan, every possession, every place that the enemy tries to use against us. God, we ask that you reveal it and expose it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, download into us the agenda of heaven that we'll know how to move throughout the earth. And God, expose the plot of the enemy because we believe that you have a plan for our life and we do not want to fall victim to the trap. God, continue to keep us disciplined. Continue to keep us upright, God. Continue to let us walk in your statutes, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we believe by faith that it is so. Even as we go through life this week, we believe by we believe by faith that everything is working together for our good. That no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I take your moment right there. God, we thank you. Take your moment right there. Come on, come on. Take your moment right there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Take your moment. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Keep on. Y'all know I believe in creating an atmosphere no matter wherever you are. Take your moment. Yes, God, we thank you for this day. Even in your own, even in your own home. No need to be no claps in the background, even in your own space. Just thank God. But this is a new day. This is a new week. God, we thank you. I noticed that today as I was preparing, I seen 6 slash 12. I seen 6 slash 12. And Jada know from me doing the daily briefing years ago, I used to always talk about the numbers and how we get to certain parts in the year and I begin to see certain things through the number. And even now, God is telling me at the middle of the year, six slash 12, 12 months, six months in the year, we're in the middle of the month. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of the month, in the middle of the year, I says, what are you doing? Whew. I had to stop and give myself a progress report today. And I was spending time with God. And I said, God, at this halfway point of 2023, what am I doing? And if I want to do anything, it is to honor him. That's why we're going to take a whole week to, to just talk about honor. Because we're just going to honor God, honor each other, honor time, and honor everything that he has given us on today, on this week, in this month. 
because we are blessed to be here. I don't know if y'all see what's going on in the news, but we are blessed to be here. Lord have mercy. All right, now let's stop right there. Good morning. Let's stop right there. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. Good morning, everybody. Mm, I just feel a peace. I don't know about y'all, but I feel my peace. I feel my peace. Now, listen, I don't know if y'all go back and listen to the episodes throughout the weekend, but they be amazing. They literally be amazing. Listen, y'all gonna have to go back and listen to them because that's where I get my little peace from. They literally bless my life. Listen, let's go ahead and get, yeah, y'all can go ahead and invite them up here. Call them invite everybody else on my phone. Y'all know I don't be looking at the phone. Don't be paying attention to the phone. None of that. Y'all know I just continue to go. But listen, let's go ahead and cut to a quick song break. Y'all know how I am. I love keeping my music hype so we can get to the, you know, get through the program and all the other stuff. It's 823, 723, 623, wherever you may be. So I'm gonna go ahead and cut to a quick song break and then we're gonna come right back because y'all know how google google be we're gonna go off at 8 30 letting us know it's time to stand up stretch brush your teeth do some push-ups whatever the case may be and we need to continue to be active and be disciplined so let's go ahead and stay on time let's stay on schedule let's cut to this song break and then we come in right right back all right all right let's go let's go let's go In the mirror, brush off the dust. Talk to me nice, don't interrupt. Don't need to settle, I'm on another level. Yeah, I'm done with feeling low. Don't take it personal, this life's a miracle. Yeah. So I look up, we're marching up. Don't need to settle, I'm on another level. Yeah. Cause when it's more, it's rough. I know you fill up my cup. You give me more than enough. I, 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 I. See no other way, ain't nothing else I could say. Wake up, it's a new day. Uh, wake up, it's a new way. Uh, sunshine on your face. Uh, wake up, it's a new day. Uh, I'm done with feeling low. Don't take it personal. This life's a miracle. Wake up, it's a new day. Uh, wake up, it's a new day. Wake up, it's a new way. Uh, wake up, it's a new way. Uh, 
Well, good morning, 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 good morning. Oh, yeah, we back. We back. All right, cloud that fuss out. Cloud that fuss out. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, or maybe you just don't have a job, you got the house chilling. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, right spirit, all that good, right stuff. I just believe by faith that when you wake up with the right God, with the right gospel, with the right music, music and stuff, when you wake up ingesting the right things in your spirit, it tends to go the right way, you know what I'm saying, you wake up listening to, trying to listen to Tussie, you're going to be all sad and depressed, you used to be for them, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, wake up, listen to some gospel, wake up and pray, hallelujah, get your spirit right, amen, amen, with that being said, it's time for the scripture of the day, the scripture of the day comes from Psalms chapter number 19. Yeah, I know how I am. I love my scripture today because it gives me time uh, to meditate on something that I believe the word is trying to give me, that God is trying to give me. I often pray, God, give me a word, download some in my spirit. So when I read the scripture of the day, that's part of me trying to meditate on what God wants me to know for that day or what God wants to speak to me in that day. So scripture of the day comes from Psalms 19, chapter number one, starting, yeah, no, Psalms 19, verse number, yeah, verse one. And going to the second verse. And this is really this is coming from the new international version brought to you by BibleGateway.com. Psalms 19, verse 1 reads: The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hand. Day after day they, they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. I'm going to read it one more time for the slow people in the class in the back. You know what I'm saying? It says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. At night after night, they reveal his knowledge. All right. And y'all know, here it is. It's a Monday and I ain't feel like yelling too much because it's the weekend rewind and I had a long weekend. But I'm going to go ahead and get it to you like the Lord gave it to me. And y'all know I ain't nobody's preacher, nobody's uh, uh, senior prophet, pastor, all this other stuff. I'm just a little baby who's prophet that God call for Bam Alabama sit around the world one time or two. And guess what? I just believe by faith that as you look at the heavens, guess what? The glory of God is already declared. I just believe by faith that as you look at the work of the sky and all that the earth has produced for you, you see the work of the hand of God day after day. Guess what? The work of God speaks for itself. Night after night, you understand and is and are able to reflect on the greatness thereof. So there is nobody in this world that cannot honor, give credit, give glory to who God is. Because guess what? The heavens proclaim his glory and the skies. Guess what? Proclaim his it's word. Time to stand All right, Google. Stretch and make you some breakfast. Thank you. Thank you. Now I know Google trying to keep me on schedule. So I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. But guess what? The greatness of God is seen in all that he is. All you got to do is look out your window and you'll see the greatness of God. You'll see the work of his hand. And all you got to do is just trust him. Y'all know how I am. Trust him. And we're going to talk about it today. Honor him. Oh, glory to God. Honor him. And you will continue to see the work of his hand. You'll continue to see the grace 
and the glory that there is. All right. All right. So let me go ahead and stop and let me stay on schedule because I got another song break. Google, let me know. It's 830. It's time for us to go ahead and check in. If you haven't already, go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and brush your teeth. Go ahead and go put some deodorant on. Get you some water. Get you a snack. Something like that. And then we're coming right, right back after this song. Okay? Is that cool? All right. Make sure y'all ping the room now. Amen? Amen. Let's go. Just wave your hands 
motivation and a little bit of music i'm not sure where you listen from if you are your way to work coming home from work or that work someone working out maybe you called off work today maybe you just don't have a job we still making sure that we're waking up and inspiring you to get one and making sure that you still waking up with the right people right conversation right inspiration right mindset right attitude all that good right stuff i just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way things tend to go better not saying you gonna have no bumps and bruises no ups and downs no aggravations irritations and frustrations because you definitely gonna have somebody that's gonna want to piss you off but guess what if you allow God to go before you, when you allow God to be the center of your day, the center of your mind, cover your mind, even as you go before your day, guess what? Things tend to go a little bit better. I'm not saying you ain't going to have no ups, you know what I'm saying, all this stuff. But yeah, things tend to go a little bit better. With, all right, all right, all right, cool, cool. With that being said, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and check in. And if you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and share the, uh, the Waking Up With The Prophet podcast. Let them know that there's a new episode out right now. Thursday.
Monday is officially available because sometimes our whole episodes just a Monday and stuff like that. But guess what? It's a new episode, like literally out every day of the week. You can always go and check for a new episode. So make sure you go, you know I'm saying, subscribing on iHeartRadio, on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, on Bebo, on MySpace, on all your podcast platforms, Audible, Spotify, wherever you may listen to a podcast or some music at, that's where you can find me at, in Jesus' name. All right? All right, with that being said, Prophet, go ahead and check in. Y'all know how we check in each and every day here on Waking Up With The Prophet. We check in with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you start your morning off, all right? And with that being said, you know what I'm saying? Rate your mood on the level of one to five. You know what I'm saying? On a scale of one to five, how you feeling today, all right? All right, let's go. Prophet, it's on you. The loop. <sighs> Boom, there I go. All right, so yeah, I'm cool. I'm chilling. I'm chilling like a villain on the California ceiling. Good morning. It's a good day for me. Um, I'm technically on a five. Uh, just got up, just got started. I've been up since probably about six, but I was sitting there wrestling in bed with my thoughts and praying and stuff. Then around about seven, I finally got up, started trying to clean up. I'll take a shower, brush my teeth, all that other stuff. Then came in here around about 745 because Google went off at 745. Let me know it's time for me to, you know what I'm saying, get my work day started or whatnot. So I came in here at 745, knocked out a few bit of notes, looked over some stuff, and then boom, hopped on here with y'all at yeah, at 8 o'clock. I'm excited to be here today because I had a good weekend. Um, today is Ministry Monday, so I'm going to be looking back on some stuff, working on some stuff, preparing for the week. I'm excited about this week because this is literally the middle of the month, the middle of the year for me. As I look at my calendar and whatnot, I'm excited because this is the midway point. This is a midway point. And people um, who've been connected to my ministry know that I love this time of year because I get to prophesy the next six months of the year. That's one of the good things I put. <laughs> That's one of the good things I like about it. Because I pray in this month, you know what I'm saying, that God continues to reveal to me the next six months. I also go back and look at my progress report spiritually, my spiritual credit report, my natural credit report, you know what I'm saying, and see where have I come in the last six months. Where can I go in the next six months? This is the midway point for me, so I'm excited about this week because as I look towards the rest of the month, the rest of the year, you know what I'm saying, I plan on continuously getting things together for me and in my life. I plan for this to be the year of the home stretch for me and a lot of good things are going to work out in my favor and guess what i got six months to actually do it somebody was talking to me i think earlier this morning and telling me guess what if you can't commit to something for 90 days what makes you think you're going to be in a better place in six months that's why even now i'm causing myself to look at some things honor some things get some things back into play so i'm having a great morning so far um as far as my weather guess what it's 67 degrees right now it's partially cloudy um it's supposed to get up to 83 but y'all know it's monday and i gotta work and i'm gonna be in my office all day so yeah i ain't really gonna be doing too much i had an exciting weekend i had an amazing weekend I had a weekend full of work i was uh, booked saturday and sunday and then there was a lot going on here in the state of georgia or in the city of atlanta um shout out to the atlanta greek picnic that was this weekend shout out to the basketball tournament that was this weekend shout out to the game those week this weekend um yeah it was just a lot going on this weekend a very very active weekend but hey it is what it is i ain't tripping about it like I said, I'm planning for an exciting week. I believe by faith that this whole week is just going to be productive. This whole week is going to be exciting. Yeah, I know I believe in the number 12. And in time, I see 12 on the calendar. That means spiritual authority. That means uh, structure. That means placement. So even as I look for a look for it for today i'm looking to put some things in place getting some structures in place go ahead and put some new budgets in for the next six months because i really want to plan a conference for all of us to meet but hey you know it takes commitment it takes commitment but yeah i think that's my morning 
I ain't eating no breakfast. Y'all know I don't start eating breakfast till y'all start talking. So, yeah, I think that's my morning. That's my day. That's a little bit of my weekend. Y'all know I'll tell y'all more as the day go on. But, yeah, do me a favor. Pull to refresh who you guys are on the stage. And we're going to go in that order. Starting with my boy, JY. JY, it's on you. Good morning, everyone. It is uh, 77 degrees here in the suburban area of Austin, Texas. We're going to have a high of around 98 degrees uh, just had a bowl of frosted flakes with bananas in it and i'm about to ready to drop my other children off to athletic performance camp drop my my other daughter off already they don't play about sports here in texas i'm not gonna tell you where i'm at between one to five because if i tell you anything else i'll be lying so um but uh yeah i'm just grateful to be alive and I'm uh, looking forward to hearing this conversation and honoring this amazing God that we serve. Amen. I'm done, Prophet. I know you're used to having people do okay. long check-ins, um, but I'm <laughs> going to do it quick. I'm, I'm just... That's a record for you, cuz. Uh, for one, I don't typically do super, super long ones unless Prophet Purge, I mean, um, whatever the word is, um, when he's trying to figure out what I'm digging more. I forgot. I can't even think of the word right now. But, uh, yeah, Pro. that's it. Pro. Yeah, that's it, Pro. Yeah, no, I'm not to be pro when trying to figure out. But, you know, I ain't even going to do it yet because I already know when J.Y. give a little short check-in, it's, you know what I'm saying? He might be feeling some type of way. But like I said, that's the point of the show because, hey, if you're feeling like a three right now, by the end of the show, I pray that you're feeling like a five. If you're on a one, I pray that at the end of the show, you're feeling a three or a four. I pray that if you had a negative seven, by the time the end of this show, you're going to be at a, a, a at least a three. You know what I'm saying? Or a two or something. You know what I'm saying? Because I just believe in pushing positive energy. So we're going to have fun today, and I think this is going to be a powerful and productive conversation. Um, Micah, it's on you, sir. do But praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, Y'all have me for a short time. I got a meeting at nine o'clock that I got to pay attention to. Um, But uh, it is a great day in the Lord. Uh, It is 60 degrees right now here in Cincinnati. I don't know what our high is. I just thank God we got rain yesterday, even though it did mess up my uh, weekend plans uh, of fun and softball. I think. Wait, I think our high today is only 69 degrees. I'm about to turn the AC off and open up the windows. Amen. Um, but uh, uh, what else did I have? Oh, for breakfast, I just had coffee and water. Um, for my mood today, I'm a five because I'm just thankful to be alive today. Uh, even though I dread Mondays, but I'm just thankful to be alive. And then um, this weekend, though, it was very busy. I did attend virtual church with Bishop Sean Lewis. He talked about trouble management, Psalm 3. Uh, It was a very great message. Um, I attended virtually. Yes, trouble management. Uh, How to use the word of the Lord. Uh, He talked about ways to use the word of the, uh, how to use the word of the Lord to manage things in the time of trouble. Oh, man, it was so many good nuggets. My mom was in there. She probably took better notes than me. Um, um, but 
it was just a, a very uplifting and encouraging uh, message. Um, I actually was going to go back and listen to it uh, while working because I wanted to catch some things that I may have missed to see how I can apply it to my life in trouble management. But um, it was a great word. Uh, I was doing good to remember the scriptures because uh, I don't normally like write notes and stuff. And that's what I got to do better at getting back to note taking uh, for messages so I can start really reapplying what they, uh, it helps me to go back to understand what they need or what they, you know, what the word means. Uh, and just pray for us because they're calling for rain on Saturday and looking like it's the evening time. I pray that it holds off to the evening time because we have a big event. My mom has it on her uh, PTR, uh, this uh, outdoor event this Saturday. So we're just praying for it to rain in the evening, in the evening. Amen. Just pray that God stop the rain completely. No rain, no rain that day. I no, I need rain. We need rain. My 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 front yard look like a desert land. I need the rain <laughs> so my stuff can grow, and I don't have to use my water to uh, and pay for extra water to water my grass. So we do need a little rain. I don't care if it rains in the evening time. But I need the rain to just hold off, hold off until the evening on Saturday because our event is from 11 to 2. So I just needed to hold off for in between those times. So, yep. That's about it. All right. So I got a question, and it's going to start off today. It's going to start off the weekend. It's going to top off our conversation. You know, it's always just some, you know, just to get us started, you know, as we go throughout the check in, right? So you know how they say Christians don't supposed to be burning sage, right? Y'all believe in that, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I've heard there's this new thing, and I got a little piece of it right now called Polysantos. And it's for people with anxiety. How do y'all feel about this? It's still a part of witchcraft. Maybe not necessarily... Now what it is but how it's being used is equivalent to sage it's equivalent to sage because when you burn not you prophet but people who are burning it they do it like with a mindset of i'm cleansing what's around me i'm cleansing what's in my atmosphere you're not cleansing anything we know that but yeah that's how it's used what about incense from the gas station james that's the smell good. Don't come on now. That's for, for fragrance if the incense. But I will say this. The other day, uh, I was like kind of I was like, I don't know if I was sleeping or like it was an in-between sleep or something. I don't know. But I literally heard a voice. Mm-hmm. And the voice told me to get out of my out of his way and stop serving the devil. Right. This was the voice told. And I'm being this is on recording. And so I woke up. Or got up and I was like, "Why? Well, how am I? I'm not serving the devil. What's going on? Now, y'all know my situation about work and things of that nature. And I've just been dealing with a lot of internal seeking and stuff. And then when I learn anything I do that takes me from the presence of God or his plan or his purpose is the, adep- the enemy's agenda. So if I'm putting out sage or whatever, but the Holy Spirit tells me to take everything to him. Um, 
and 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 uh, cast everything against to him, but not cast everything, some things to sage or whatever stuff, whatever. That's the enemy. Like there's no lukewarm. There's no in between. Either you for God or you're not. In the past, so what about very these people who compare these to medicines, to rituals and remedies that's supposed to be healing and holistic? Even when you take medicine, you need to render it under God. Like I've learned that whenever I'm taking a yes. medicine from a physician or whatever, I I pray and ask God to have his way through it because, I mean, that's just the wisdom of it. But me now trying to use a uh, uh, fragrance to get rid of spiritual beings, that ain't medicine. That is literally me trying to take um, uh, matters in my own hands and dab into something else outside of God's supernatural way to allow it to remove it. And don't realize that I may feel like I'm removing those spirits, but I'm invoking other spirits to come into my home. That's so right. Forget so all of that. Of, so instead of burning the incense, you just gonna start speaking in tongues. Yeah. Lay oil, put oil on your, I, I'm telling you, I put oil on your doorpost, whatever it is, um, <laughs> put, put, put scripture around. Cause you know what I have to really start doing is because a lot of times we, we when we complaining about things, we are putting in a, a incense as well. Right? So why don't you, instead of you saturating your house with funky leaves and stuff, why don't you saturate your house with praise? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it sounds goofy or whatever, but it's interesting, yeah. Because a lot of people don't know any better. It's so good that y'all saying that because I've come across people. Prophet knows personally. I used to be into all that stuff, that divination and all that crap. And um, I've met people who take it so personal. And even though we know it's foolery, it's foolery unto God, but they take it so personal like, oh, this is what I serve. This is my God. This is my life, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, what you said, JY, you guys don't even realize you're invoking other spirits. Like you're inviting in other spirits, even though you don't have any knowledge of what you're doing. You think you're just, oh, I'm just cleansing the atmosphere. I'm just, I'm just cleansing my thoughts and I'm, I'm saging myself to get rid of the bad energy. It's like, you're not though. You're, you're really not though. What you're doing you're really is not, calling though. it to you. <laughs> yeah, you're not though. <laughs> hey, good morning, everybody. Hello, uh, hello, Pat. Hello, Patton. Let's just go ahead and check. No, in no, no. It's okay. Go ahead, Doctor Patton. Okay, no, go okay, ahead okay. And, and let us know what coffee you've had so far. Go <laughs> <laughs> right. Go ahead and check in. <laughs> I'm good, y'all. Happy Monday. No coffee yet, but I'm about to make me some. I'm about to make me some. It's like 76 over here. Um, I'm on a four, you guys. I'll probably be on a five by the time this conversation is done with. But it's, Prophet, I just got to say, I think that's so interesting that you even mentioned that because I was just on social media last week and I was hearing someone I followed talk about, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, so many of God's people are falling into divination because it's eye catching, it's appealing. And, you know, even that word holistic that you use, like people mm, are taking holistic things. Holistic and commercialized. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're taking it out of its, out of context and using it for something. It's it's all about self. And God is, you know, not all about self. Right. God right. is right. loving right. and caring and he's all sharing. But that whole world of divination and 
I'm going to do inner self this. And it's all about becoming what you want yourself to be like this idolized thing. You make yourself or you make your Palo Santo or whatever you got going on your idol. Because think about it, people who practice. I didn't even know what a Palo Santo was. I know, right? And it stinks. Like, Like, that's the thing. It doesn't even smell good. It stinks. I remember clearly, you guys, like, I remember telling, hi. I remember telling Prophet when I was into all that stuff, like, I didn't want to let it go. And God checked me one day and was like, you can't do this and serve me. And I, like most people, I had that same excuse of, but it's only sage, God. And, you know, it smells so nice and it's so pretty. And God was just like, what did you say to me, Prophet? I'll never. Oh, yeah, you guys. He said, "Okay, well, listen, you want to live hell on earth or you want to die and go to hell? Because that's the path you're on. And I was like, oh, oh, let me. Yeah. It worked, though. I'll tell you that much. It worked. God did whatever he had to do to straighten me up. I <laughs> 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 love me some you, prophet. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like, Jada, uh, how, how old are you? 33. Oh, and prophet, how old are you? 30. Okay, I'm going on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing ministry since I was like 15. I met Jada when I was probably like 20, 19, 20, 21 maybe. I don't know. Almost like 10 years ago. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I'm just being nosy, but <laughs> I'm just, you know, I ain't Chuck Willis and they ain't prophesying. I'm just saying the way y'all talking to each other. That's all. That's all. Um, anyway, I think this conversation is so important, Prophet, because we live in a time where even some of us that mark ourselves as a household of faith, we're doing everything that we can to be relevant to the fact that we're, we forgot that we're supposed to be peculiar. You could be, you could be relevant and still be different. Let me say that again. You could be relevant and still be different. That's what's supposed to draw us or draw people into the faith because our, our uniqueness is what makes us you know, relevant. We can exist within the times. Still probably borrow so, certain different methods uh, outside of, you know, some of the stuff that's just blatantly de- demonic. Um, we can do those things. We've always done it. God has always done it. Problem is, we've always had people that were carnal. And Paul said that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. We don't rest against flesh and blood. So when we understand that concept you know, Jay, you sound like uh, I like uh, like my wife, you know, who was kind of caught up in some of that stuff and where God literally snatched her out of it. And so she knows that world very well. And there are times that even she has to keep me on, in, on point and I have to keep her on point because there's just certain things that people are doing in the earth and calling it prophecy, calling it God, talking about, oh, y'all religious, We've taken words out of context and we've made our own context because really the word religion is not a bad word. And I can always tell people that do that, they don't read their Bible. Because religion, it says true religion in James 1 and 26 and 27 talks about taking care of orphans and widows and those kind of things. Or putting ourselves in a position where we're regimented and we're disciplined. That's what religion is. Not, oh, we're just so conservative 
that we don't try anything new. That's religion. That's not true. And what we've done is we've hijacked words. We've let people with charisma, we let people that have uh, really gotten a platform lead us astray because we think what they're saying is right. And we don't check about our own spirit. We don't check about what the Bible say. And what we do is somebody come out with some other little spiritual thing that they're doing. They'll say, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Some kind of people irk me because nine times out of 10, they're already telling you. That's good. They're already telling you what they're all about. That they don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Because we know that God is a spirit if we read our word. So we already know that. Because it says, you that are spiritual, restore such a one. We know that already. But when you don't see the fruit of that statement, and you got sage, you got Chico sticks, you got everything you can find. Not Chico sticks. I mean, I mean wh whatever you can find <laughs> that makes you feel like you're spiritual. And then when we say something about it, oh, you, uh, you, you, uh, you rejecting your roots. All this stuff come from Africa, and we don't, uh, we ain't doing. It's like, bruh, African spirituality ain't got nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. I ain't even close. And you have people that are do that because they'll learn something, and they'll, they'll go and delve into some stuff, and then they'll bring Egyptology, uh, Greek mythology, and all this other stuff into the forefront and try to package it with the Holy Spirit. That's why you have to be careful where you learn where you get your information from, because first and foremost, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't hating on going to school, whether that's theology or wherever you go to school at. But what I'm telling you is that you better make sure that whatever school you go to, you let the Holy Spirit uh, teach you first and then ask him to show you what school to go to because they are indoctrinating people in theological schools too. Don't get it twisted. They doing it. And God is not pleased that the people that know better are not doing better. We're silent, and some of us are still having fellowship with some of these people that we know that are Christian witches, and God ain't happy about it. He ain't pleased. So I already know my assignment in the earth, I'm an upsetter, I'm an agitator, I'm a truth teller, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to be just as intelligent about you, with, about the text and history and all this and the third, but here's what's going to be my litmus test. Here's going uh, to be my differentiation. The Holy Spirit is going to tell me what to do and how to do it. Because I don't need sage. I don't need nothing extra. You don't see anything in Scripture where Jesus used any of those kind of things. You don't see it. And I'm not saying that the, uh, the Hebrew nation have certain symbolisms and things they did to invoke or at least to, to symbolize the Holy Spirit. But when you see Jesus show up on the scene and we see the Holy Spirit be poured out, you don't see those symbols and things like that anymore. All you have is an internal, uh, an, an internal, um, altar and sanctuary that was taught for us to basically lean into and i'm not saying that medicine and all this other stuff don't it's, it's not important because it is god god created that that vein and he created medicine he gave somebody the intelligence to be able to do that but what not, about the cbd gummies you think hey, the mothers of the church should be eating hey, cbds hey if, if you t if it's helping it's helping your joints and helping you walk better and the prophet ain't pray for you it, it, it ain't helping Hey, eat them gummies. I ain't mad at But 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 look, man, not eat the gummies. Hey, eat the gummies. If you you can gum the gummies if you ain't got no teeth. But whatever you need to do, if that's what it takes for you to get whole and heal, cool. Cause it's cause 
everything that God put on the earth, he said it was good. Our problem is that we misused it. And we put a stigma on uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the marijuana plant because it has always been misused. So I say this to be quiet. I just think that we have to really get educated about the word holistic and make sure that you ain't doing all this stuff like uh, with Yoni, which is a Hindu God. I had to, I had to, I had to research all this stuff. In fact, prophet, we had to have a conversation about this offline because I don't want to put this out there on the recorded space. But when I was in Atlanta, it was some stuff that I saw. And the Holy Spirit woke me up at 3 in the morning and explained to me some stuff. And I had to check my wife about some stuff. I had a teacher. I said, let me tell you something. Don't you be dragging me into these places and some of these folks got some other issues. You know, you got to watch who you hang with and what you and what you see. Holy Spirit woke me up out of my sleep at 3 in the morning and checked me and said, no, this is what that was. This is what that was. Be careful. And we got to start marking some of this stuff, man, in um, in the church. Was playing with that yoni? You teaching no. good, Dr. Patton. That's no. good. Because I didn't even know. Some, somebody had, I had to look it up. Some One of the persons, uh, like I said, that's why we got to have a personal conversation because I don't want to put the, nobody out there because this ain't the forum for that. But they had uh, one of them leaves that you use in Hindu. And I looked at it, I said, why is she doing that? She kept lifting it up. I said, I ain't never seen nobody that was a prophet do that. And the Holy Spirit, it quickened me. And then when I got home and I woke up early Monday morning, Holy Ghost said, look it up. And I looked it up. And then I started doing more research based on even the name of the event. And then it, and the Holy Spirit had already exposed me to what Yoni was, but I went even deeper. I said, oh, that's what that was. So we got to be careful, man. Folk be doing stuff and they saying so like per people are talking about some birth and stuff and all this other stuff. All this stuff is connected to Yoni. Come through the vagina. You gotta understand this stuff, man. It's very subtle and it's very slick. And if you ain't careful, you better watch who got just because they got pro uh, they, they got uh platforms. Look them up. I told my wife, this is the last mm -hmm. time. We're gonna look people up before we go to some stuff. Because I'm not trying to get entangled or encrypted with stuff that's not spiritual. That's not of the Father Holy Ghost woke me up and exposed it to me. I had to understand it and see it for my own self. I had to research it. Because the one thing, <laughs> my wife, she laughs at me all the time. She said, baby, every time I see you, you are knee deep in some kind of documentary or some kind of book. It's because the Holy Spirit guides me and teaches me. I thank God for me being in school and all this other stuff, the doc, all that. But I, I thank God for that. But my first and primary teacher is the Holy Ghost, not Sage, not Aristotle, not Socrates, not Plato, not world history, not even my Bible that I read. But literally, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. And when you begin to lean into that and you and you stay, you stay connected to that. Then even what gets presented to you, the Holy Ghost, even if you almost get food, Holy Ghost, like, no, don't do that. Look that up. Research that. So that's all I'm saying. But I'll tell you about it. Don't call me one day. I'll tell you about it. It's the Yoni church for me. Lord, they out here, Doc. All <laughs> this mature and empower her, it is deep. In yeah, it is very sneaky. It's very. That's sneaky. how I got a Lord into it. Because when I, I didn't know, like you, Dr. Patton, I didn't know anything about it. And it caught my attention. Like I was in a store shopping one day. 
and it caught my like a product caught my attention and when i inquired about it with the lady you know it was that same thing that you were saying like she gave the description of oh this this will help you and it's for the the bet you to become your better self and it's so lovely and da 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 and it's like oh wow yeah maybe it is really lovely maybe it is just that nice but i was scared stiff i ain't gonna lie to y'all i the first thing that came in my mind was my pastor is gonna kill me my pastor is gonna kill me if i buy this but i went along with it thinking you know like dr Patton said you have to be mindful of everything. You have to be, just because somebody says, oh, this will help you become your better self. Like what's the origin behind it? What's the meaning behind it? All of that Yanni stuff. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you, can go, you can get you some Summer's Eve and keep it moving. You got to get you some that. Summer's Eve. <laughs> Pray That's over the summer. Summer's Eve and get you some and cleanse your Yoni. Hey, look, I'm married. <laughs> I look, I, I, I'm seeing quite a pause to all of that kind of stuff. I'm just telling you. You know, there's certain things. I'm not saying there's certain things. That's that the rebuke to for cleaning her yanni. Come no, on, Patty. No, 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 no. You gotta understand. <laughs> Let's go back. The god, the goddess Shakti, is what it's called, and it's a, it's a part of Hinduism. See, when you begin to understand and you and you and you see how the devil is subtle, because think about it. The Bible says that the Antichrist would deceive many by peace. And Jesus said that he was going to shorten these days because the very elect may be deceived because that's how the enemy is encrypting himself in so much things. Like, and I love that's my mother on the front world doing CBD guns. <laughs> hey, now that's different. That is something medical. Mother it's, taking melatonin. <laughs> right. But all I'm saying is, and you're a nut, prophet. I, I, I'm just saying. There is certain things that you have to be careful about. And you have to, again, that's why I did the teaching a couple weeks ago during the Pentecost season. We have only reduced the Holy Spirit down to speaking in tongues and being baptized in Jesus' name and shouting. That's all, that's all we've done. And it's sad because that's why so many people have been overtaken in witchcraft because pastors and teachers, we're not doing our job. After it's because there ain't no honor in the church. Well, honor, <laughs> but I don't profit. You know what? You know where the honor is not coming from, though. Real talk. It's the teachers that don't honor God, because see, if you honor God, you wouldn't be out here trying to connect to whatever is popular just to get people coming to the church. Because now you're you're only merchandising the people. Because you want to be on the millionaire speaker conference list. You want to be the top or, or, nigga in the world. Or you're trying to get that two million, two or three million dollar budget. So you can have that hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar a year salary, and seven armor bearers, and you know, um, one come over here, one do this, one call at your back and call. No, look, ain't nothing wrong with that if God builds it organically. Now, I want to make sure I'm clear about that. But you can't desire it and do it because all you're trying to do is figure out a way, the fastest way to be like Bishop Jakes. And the thing that people don't know about him, and his yesterday was his birthday. 66 years young, thank God for Bishop Jakes. I love him. But we look at his example and we forget how he really got there. You know, he tell you he was a musician and the preacher, fried chicken, doing all kinds of stuff to, to, to build his ministry. And he did it for years. You know, when he finally bust on the scene 30 years ago during the Zuzu, did everybody say, oh, uh, Bishop Jakes got discovered? He was like, man, discovered? 
I've been preaching. I was preaching 20 years before I, I hit that stage. What y'all talking about? You know, so I was, I was talking about this yesterday in my sermon, where sometimes with uh, expectation, we, we, we understand that we got to really learn how to manage our emotions during this, the, the, the period of expectation. When God is giving you a promise, I was talking about uh, Joshua 6. <clears throat> and in Joshua 6, we see where the people strategically marched and followed all the instructions of Joshua. And they followed him because he had the word of God. And he gave them strategy. And what messed them up was after they had the great victory, they had a guy named Achan take some gold and silver he wasn't supposed to take. And it caused them to lose their, their next battle. Here's the problem with expectation and emotions, and in particular, emotionalism in the church. We're not training people how to maintain. We, 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 we will excite you about what God can do and how you get it. But what we forget is when you see a Bishop Jakes, he's been able to maintain and continue to grow even in this stage of his life. Just like Caleb did in, in Joshua 13, where he still had a grace and anointing on his life. Why? Because he followed the strategy. He never compromised. He didn't waver. That's why the Bishop Jakes of the world have what they have at this time in their life, because they've been faithful. So when we start teaching from that perspective, I don't need sage. See, that, that's what honor is, uh, a prophet. Honor is I honor the path of somebody else, and then I honor the path that God's got me on, even if it don't lead me to their status or their stature. I honor what God gives me and what he allows me to have. But I'm preaching. Let me stop. No, understandable, understandable. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Motherland. It's on you. Check in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 61 with a high of 70, uh, but in my office, it feels like 50-something. Um, morning breakfast is coffee <laughs> with my little French dinner. Uh-uh, uh-uh, mama. You got to put that O on it. Come on, coffee. Come on now coffee. <laughs> I'm going to leave her alone. I love the way she said it. I appreciate it. I love uh, you, Mama Lynn. <laughs> um, I look forward to her saying it because it just sounds so good. Uh, make you want to go this way. Um, I'm on a five. Uh, I was at Rainbow Word Ministry online. It was good. And I left my notes at home. But one thing she said we had to do learn how to pray. And don't worry about how you pray. Just have a conversation, a regular old conversation with God. And I'm going to leave it right there. Awesome. Thank you, Mama Lynn. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Pastor Charles, good morning, sir. Go ahead and check in for us. I wish I had the voice for it, but I wanted to say what you want. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's it is a great morning. It's we're alive and able to talk about it, thanking the Lord for his goodness. And uh it's a good day. Um this is the day that the Lord has made, and therefore we will rejoice and be glad in it. Anyway. Uh, I don't know how what the temperature is. I'm gonna probably just take a look real quick. According to my phone, it says it's 77 degrees, and it feels like uh, uh, H E double hockey sticks out there during the day. Because I'm telling you, it's starting to get hot around here, 
in Texas. And now it's like, oh my gosh. But anyway, um, turn the air conditioner on, Saints. Turn the air conditioner on. Um, uh, but uh, for breakfast, I haven't uh, decided on breakfast. I know I have to take our uh, guest speaker uh, to the uh, airport this morning. And so um, I got to see, does a Starbucks run. So I'm going to go ahead and do Starbucks. I'm probably going to have my iced caramel macchiato, extra caramel upside down, venti. I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll get a cheese Danish with it this time, this morning. Either that, um, sometimes I get, they have a great, nice grilled cheese sandwich that they serve too. So it'll be between one of those two. And then uh, I'll get to the office and get, to cracking on some stuff we got to get going with uh, for next week. Next week is our convocation in San Antonio. So I'm trying to get myself prepared for that as well. I got to do a, a speech there uh, about technology and stuff in the church. Um, other than that, it's uh, it, doing good. I'm just feeling all right. I'm feeling much better than I have been feeling. I'm at the end, hallelujah, of this head cold whatever this mess was, I don't know what it was. Oh my gosh, it started on Wednesday and uh, throat was scratchy and nose and stuff. And then I had to go and buy uh, some COVID, uh, the COVID uh, test, you know, cause now we got to do that kind of stuff just in case. And only to find out that I wasted my money. I have no COVID, nothing. I'm all right. How know much it. was your COVID test? It's about 20 bucks for two. Two okay. of them, I guess. That should have been too much. Yeah, I mean, no, it was, you know, it was, you know, that, that self-test thing. And let me tell you, I don't miss none of that, but maybe <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I was good. Uh, the, the, the thing only had the one line, you know, it starts with one line. If you, it was which, which one you get, start with one line. And if you, when you do the nostril thing and put it in or whatever, if that, if a faint line comes up, you have COVID. Well, that line did not show up at all. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we're good. Everything's good. Uh, hope everybody has a good day. And I'll be I'll be on here off and on. And uh, we'll see what the Lord's going to do. Pastor Charles, what you preached yesterday? I didn't preach. I didn't preach. Actually, we had our uh, had the guest minister to preach. And he was talking about uh, uh, doing, talking about kingdom. And uh, basically, from the standpoint of, of we have... Uh, kingdom that is at work inside of us and it's at work in the church and we need to now release what God is already doing uh, and what is happening. We need to be uh, uh, people that are going along with what God is doing instead of trying to block the flow. And so yeah, that was basically it. There's a whole lot more to it. Than How that, we be but... blocking the flow? What you mean? Well, see, the pro problem is most of us don't want to cooperate with what God has already set up for us to do. We won't cooperate by using our gifts properly. Uh, we won't cooperate by being obedient. And, it's, and, and that's the biggest piece. You, we, want, we want the stuff, but we don't wanna be obedient and do what we're supposed to do to get the stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it was kind of, you know, it was, going, it was going along those lines and I was like, okay, you're gonna be stomping my toes all day long on earth and get you out of here and get you home. Cause you're gonna be, mm -mm, you're gonna be going, but I will say this. Playing <laughs> ticket Bishop, you, you, you took him from uh, Allegiance to Spirit after he did all that? No, 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 he gonna, yeah, no, he, he, gonna go, he gonna go on Delta. I'm gonna take, he's ready, you know, Delta's ready when you are. Uh, I'm going to take, take it right over there to Dolph Kitty. But seriously, it was a great weekend. Uh, the church that I 
um, that I had gotten fired from, they they installed their pastor, and the pastor is a friend of mine. He's a good friend of mine, and um, they they installed him, and and they wanted us to be there for it, and so we were there, and uh, that was another little piece that was great, and uh, just to be able to sit, see it, and witness them after ten years finally get someone in there that they can that they'll be able to work with and and that will pastor the people the way they need to be pastored so 10 years oh. yeah, man. Did, they, did they did they have a interim pastor for all them years or what happened okay so um when the when at 10 years it'll be, it'll be 10 years that the pastors died um in october they died and um they hired someone quickly that was more of a hireling. He he was just looking for, he was looking to, you know, become great in his own eyes. He was a Saul, literally. When I say Saul, and if you describe Saul, you should put his picture up. That's what you're kind of harsh, ain't it though, Pastor Charles? <laughs> Listen, hindsight's twenty twenty, and the realness of this is, it, it's sad to say, but there are people out there who don't, who t- don't know how to take the opportunity just given to them to serve the people and do what's right and um, end up messing up over the people because they got so many other issues got going on. Anyway, that's a whole, that's a, it's a thing. Yeah, I'm being mean. You say I'm being mean, I don't care. <laughs> I had to live through this craziness. I had to live through it. And not only that, um, so, you know, and I'm not bitter because I got fired either, but, um, but that's one of the things that happens when those kind of people around, they can't, handle anyone else that maybe they may have their own um life and, and maybe can actually make it without you if that makes sense makes plenty of sense and you know what 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 that really means pastor charles bishop charles i'm gonna keep calling you bishop till we come to your consecration but right. um i'm telling you what really we don't like to talk about and this is in line with honor prophet is that when you are a leader and you are a founder of a, a ministry or a church and you don't already have your Joshua identified, then here's what happens. Those kind of things that you just talked about, where the church will hire personality because sheep don't know what they need, right? They'll vote and do all this kind of crazy stuff. And sometimes it works out, but most times it don't work out. So really it should be the founding pastor or the pastor that basically, you know, have shepherded that, that fellowship for the time. He ought to be in prayer saying, God, who is the replacement and who can I basically put in there so that way we don't have a Pharaoh that don't, you know, that rises, don't know Joseph, you know, or we don't have situations kind of like when you read the book of Kings, there were several Kings in the Bible. We always know the Hezekiahs and those kind of Kings, but there's some Kings that the Bible don't even name and said, well, this King was crowned and he did even the sign of the Lord. He only know his name. Right? So in the church world, one of the things that we haven't done, we have all these leadership conferences, right? And really they're not leadership conferences. They just become preaching spectacles and what big names we can get to the space so that way we can raise the money and meet budget. Because we're not training, we're not teaching leadership like we should. Leadership is also succession planning as well. Many pastors don't like to hear that because they don't think that they're going to die. I don't know what that's all about. They don't think they're going to die. <laughs> and, and then when they do die, then the people are looking for their replacement or they're looking for you and the replacement on their own. And that's always a disadvantage for that new pastor. Again, trust me, I, I, that was, that's what happened to me in my first church. 
I couldn't stand on my head 10 ways enough. I couldn't preach hard enough because I wasn't the founding pastor. And here's the truth. The founding pastor made a mistake. Now, maybe I would have never been the pastor of that church, and that's fine. But what would have happened is that at least, and even in the denominational circles, we're not training young pastors to take over churches that have been established. And that's why when you look at most mainline denominations, a lot of these churches are dying on the vine, and we get mad at church planners like Pastor Charles and myself and others that are doing it. It's not that we want to start churches. We have no choice. I mean, and because because we're talking about honor profit. Ain't too many people passing down churches. There you go. See, and see that that's that's the honor. Or if they do, they're gonna give it to their son or their daughter or somebody that may not even be anointed to do it. You know, and and, and, and here's the part that's crazy. When we look at David and we look at Jonathan, Jonathan by lineage was the rightful king, but God had anointed David, and Jonathan knew it. Right? So we got some situations like that where, and, and not just with men, watch this. There are some women that got the oil and people know they got the oil and they won't ordain them. And, and it, it is God's will for some of them to even take over and they don't do it. So guess what the ladies got to do? They got to go start churches. And the problem is we don't want to look at that man in the mirror. We want to name it everything else but what it is. And when you see those kind of things happen, and even I, I bless God for Pastor Charles, Bishop Charles, for even being able to go back into the environment where he was dishonored. Because nine times out of ten, he probably was fired unceremoniously and unjustly. But he can still go back into space because it was about his friend and it's about God. And those people right there, like Bishop Charles, are rare breeds because they understand honor. And there's a lot of people in the church prophet that don't understand honor. They have no clue what it is. They want to be honored, but it's not reciprocal. And mess around and not honor them and watch what they do to you, what they, what they say. They get up and preach a whole sermon about honor, and they don't have nobody they submit to. They don't have people that they treat right. They don't have people that they honor. But they want some honor. Okay, I'm gone. But see, what you just said right there was, was an amazing thing because— the biggest piece of this, but it's the kingdom of God, the kingdom for real. And you are on a place of accelerated kingdom advancement. You don't have time to stop and worry about what everybody's feelings is. You got to do what God says to do um, in your, because listen, I'm, I'm on borrowed time. I'm, I'm on limited time. I don't know what my, what my end is going to be. I don't know when the end of my dash will be, but I do know this, that I'm making a determina determination to set things up for people who want it now? Um, I would love. I mean, when I say I'd love to give to my sons, right now I wouldn't give my no. This church, no, I would not give it to them because they they mean and, and they don't love people yet enough for me. <laughs> but, you, but it's got to be an honesty there, you know. But uh, but I'm glad you said what you said because it is true. It's like you you. Well, I mean, I must I told you part of the story anyway. But the biggest piece of this now at at this rate. Um, where the pastor was preaching to me yesterday and what he said to me, I was mad because he, he'd said it to me and I couldn't believe he did it. He said, the problem is, is God will give us a word to move and to do. Some of us, we rest on it. Sometimes we try to renegotiate it. And sometimes we just discard it totally and say, I know you said, Lord, this is what you want me to do, but we discard what he says and just push it away. And sometimes we just stop and stop right in the midstream of what he has called us to do. And I was like, I was mad with him because he, 
I was like, don't you be exposing me like that in front of everybody. Don't be exposing me like that because I had to come to a grips, uh, come to a realization that there were some areas where God said to move out, go forward, go ahead and do this. But I'm not seeing it come as fast as I'd like to see it, or I've decided to not let my faith extend that far. Um, you know, and and I have to kind of stop and look at myself and say, wow, uh, maybe I'm not believing big enough. Maybe I'm not believing past what I can see, because I believe that God wants us to have a bigger uh, a footprint in the, in, the, in, the, in the region and also to be able to allow kingdom businesses to be a part of it. Why would God give us a bigger building? Why would God give us even like a school or something like that? Because we, we had a, several schools around here that were that were uh, um, that were, you know, they, they just, the school system decided to get from under them or whatever. But we have several schools and some of these folks who don't have any vision at all have gotten these schools and all they're doing is looking good. But they're not doing anything kingdom wise to really, really accentuate, accentuate and push the kingdom. I would if I had a school. Yes, I'd use the main auditorium for uh, a church park. I would do that. I would also have the kitchen. What else would I do with the kitchen? I would actually use the kitchen not only for our Sunday services, but I'd also have two or three days a week. Let's really do out, get out there and do a country cooking place that anybody that wanted to come and eat could eat. Now, those that can pay will pay. But then if somebody comes up and says, I don't have any food, any money to be able to pay, I, we would make sure that they ate. What else would I do? I would turn some of the classrooms, of course, into some of the children's church area, but I'd also rent some of those rooms to businesses, to Christian businesses, or anybody that wants it for that matter. It's a kingdom thing. Give them, um, uh, they can't afford offices in these high dollar buildings. We're going to call the place, maybe call it uh, Kingdom Row, where you can come in. And you can, um, you know, if anybody that wants to come through, they can come through to your business and to your office. That'll be one of the classrooms on the other end. But we also have it so that it's a safe place that people can go to. Maybe if have a couple of uh, those that do hair and uh, and have do do things like that, they could have a room that will that will be at their their place, and they will have to rent uh, with such high prices. But they can keep some of that money in their pocket. What am I saying? I'm saying that the, that these kinds of things kind of can be really multi-purpose. And you know what? Maybe God wants us to have the multi-million dollar mortgage, but have it also be paid and have it to be sanctioned by the by the state because we're doing such a good job with kingdom dynamic. What I'm saying is, is I'm coming out of that. I'm coming out of the mindset that I have to do it um, all by myself or uh, if, it, if the tithe and offering don't come in right, it ain't going to be right. No. There's more that God wants to do. Anyway, so I'm done. That was that was my whole. I, I got slapped in the face this weekend, and my neck is hurting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Punch you in the face, <laughs> that bishop. You see what I'm saying? You get you get it. He said he got slapped in the face this weekend. His neck hurt. I'm weak about the draws. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. What were you about we, to say, Michael? We all we all need that sometimes as a reminder of of not saying we we lift ourselves higher but there's always a time of reminding of where areas we need to be sharpened in and sometimes when a guest speaker come in and do what they're supposed to do as a pastor 
that is our time to be edified and poured back into because we're so busy pouring into others that people forget that we need to be poured into ourselves. And sometimes it's that head slap in the back of the head for us that we get. Uh, um, um, and, you know, us as modern pastors, I don't knock the older pastors. I don't knock those who paved the way, but you're not catching us preaching 52 Sundays, cheating our families out of vacation, talking about we vacation Monday to Saturday, but I got to be at church on Sunday. No, we we are more in today's area, like we're doing better with our self-care. We're eating better. We're, we're getting the psychological help. We're getting all the help that we need, which in turn is making us better pastors for today. And we're not acting like we are the law of the land, especially when it comes to church. You know, back in the day, you better not question your pastor. You better not say nothing out the way to your pastor. Now, you can say what you want to say as long as you got respect when you say it to me. But don't, and that don't mean always that I'm going to be like, well, I was wrong. No, I'm going to take it back but it allows for us to get what we need in that gap. And that's why it is wise when we bring in people to stand in our steed, especially when we're going to be there and when we're not. What you mean? What you said, say? Yeah, because you got to have that community where you can submit to other people and have people to listen to as well. Right, right. Um, that's why, uh, you know, uh, but that's important in this day and age because of um, we have to, it's gone are the days of us sitting on thrones. That's why a lot of people pull, pulled out them high back pulpit chairs because they look like throne chairs. They, and we sitting in the middle of the pulpit like we kings and queens and high priests and, and that's not who we are. Um, you know, uh, I remember the first time I sat in one of them chairs. Them chairs were the most uncomfortable chairs in the world. They make you straight sit up all straight. I like, to, I like to lounge back a little bit. I like to lean back, but but it it does that. So I'm I'm glad that happened. Um, cause the yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that happened for you. <laughs> I'm glad that happened for you, Bishop Charles. Um, and and for everybody else. Amen. And I yield my mic here. I, I have some other stuff about the stones and stuff, but y'all know Pat and get on them um, thirty minute blocks of talking, and, and I forgot. <laughs> I got to write down when my brother Pat started talking. Now, now you just you just talked just as long as I did. Look at the the, the, the pot calling the kettle black. I did not speak as long as bro. We get we can but we gonna start holding stopwatches on Pat and y'all. Well, I, I tell you what, because see, we got eight people in this room. Seven, six people on stage. You better be glad you got somebody in this room that can run their mouth. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate it sometimes. I definitely appreciate it. That's what <laughs> Listen, y'all know it's probably up there washing dishes and doing calisthenics, shouting. <laughs> Listen, I'm on live today, so I couldn't actually do all that bouncing around. And Dr. Trina told me I got to sit there and put my shirt on. So I'm actually on live. Oh, so you got the white beat on today. Okay, cool, cool. No, I don't got a white beat on. So y'all can actually share the live this time. <laughs> Praise God. 
Crazy. Yeah, I couldn't share that on my feed because my wife be like, who is that skinny dude with no shirt on, no muscles on there? Wow. Hey. Y'all got Joe. Like, ain't no me. He got a muscle hey. shirt on it. Hey, Patton. Hey. 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 Who's that clothesline with hanging up? Uh, uh, who's the clothesline hanging on to the shirt? Right. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> hey, man, look. I, I, hey, I'm president uh, of the Bodie Dudes Association still, even though I'm 48. I mean, I ain't really gained much weight since my, my 30s when I was your age. But, man, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with being skinny, but just, you know, don't be J.J. Evans skinny, though, on, on live. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting bigger. I'm getting bigger. Just pray for me. <laughs> but, no, y'all, y'all know it's 930. As we get through the check-in, I always like, you know, checking back as far as seeing what else that happened throughout the weekend, right? So, of course, y'all seen Donald Trump got in his second indictment. Man, Donald Trump got his second indictment, and I don't know how to feel about it because at the same time, I feel like they trying to take this man to jail so bad. But how can you take him to jail? He's not going to jail. I'm just well, saying. Hold on. Hold on. He's now. not going to jail. The worst that they can do is put the Secret Service on him and make his butt stay in his own house in Mar-a-Lago until he die. That's it. Well, hold on now. now I don't the, see him being put behind no bars. What the, they gonna put him in Georgia the, in the Georgia federal state prison? With Debo and them? Look, that might be the only people that's trying to get him. The indictment in Georgia from trying to help sit the election and, and also uh, the January 6th stuff ain't even When done. they going to put him in Rikers Island? I don't know. I ain't saying they're going to do that. All I'm saying is there is a certain part of this that I agree with him about it being a witch hunt. Because I think, I think that if he wasn't running, they probably wouldn't, a lot of stuff would probably would have probably mysteriously went away. I think. Now, I could be wrong. But when you look at the allegations and the charges, and you compare that to Joe Biden, uh, Hillary's uh, emails that they talked about, because remember, he was the one saying, lock Hillary up, right? But see, the difference was, some people complied with what they asked him to do, what they asked him to do. Joe Biden turned his stuff in. Mike Pence turned his stuff in. Trump didn't turn the stuff back in. That's what got him in trouble. So a lot of times, you got to do your research. You got to understand what's the whole premise of what they're doing is it politically motivated absolutely because he's still the front runner for the republican nomination you know because tim scott with his uh mush mouth looking butt ain't gonna win nikki haley ain't gonna win DeSantis crazy but might not win either just based on how it goes but the only play now they're not gonna they're not gonna say nothing crazy the republicans I, i'm saying i'm not gonna say he should go to jail because he's too popular they know he should and it would be good for them if he did because it would put them in better position. But they're not going to say that. But they again, trying to indict him like. No, I ain't trying. He I think they're trying to indict him so they can stop him from running. But it's still not working. Well, it's not going to stop him from running. He's going to run anyway. But it's not going to also stop him because, see, it's not going to stop him possibly from going to prison. The only thing that kept Nixon out of prison was that a president pardoned him. That's the only reason why Nixon didn't go to jail. And in this particular case, Trump has got so much bad blood on either side. Now, I think that if a Republican won, he got in trouble, he probably would get pardoned, I think, at the end of the day. But if a Democrat win, he probably going to jail. Unless they can work out some kind of deal, because it's always about the power. Because if you and I got indicted on something that was stupid that we should have done, we going to jail. So, this is, this is something totally different. Now, I'm not saying, again, that some of what he's saying is not right, because it is a witch hunt. But, bro, you helped invite the witch over the house. Because all you had to do is turn the documents in. You had done that, you would have been good. Now, that don't mean that the Georgia stuff and the New York stuff would have went away, but you wouldn't be having this right here. 
So them saying that, or him saying that, oh, uh, they're weaponizing the DOJ. It's like, hmm, or the FBI. Hmm, I guess you never heard of, you know, the weather report. I guess you never heard of McCarthyism. I guess you never heard of what they did with Dr. King taping him and Malcolm X and all this other stuff. So to me, it's interesting, uh, as they say all the time, it's no fun when the rabbits got the gun. And ain't nobody crying for Donald Trump. Not this guy anyway. I ain't crying for him because he was hot. First of all, why are you hiding documents in the bathroom? <laughs> Just turn the stuff in. Donald Trump. Maybe I, toilet paper. He said, why you hiding documents <laughs> in the bathroom? <laughs> My issue is Donald Trump has always, and, and I'm going to say this, Donald Trump, even back in the 80s, but Donald Trump has always been very rebellious. Uh, I'm on, I don't care. He got white man central. I'm going to do what I want to do because I got the money to buy my way out of everything. Period. And, uh, and money can't buy you out of this one. Uh, money can't. It might, it, you burning bridges on both sides. And like he said, DeSantis, he ain't going to win Florida the way he doing stuff. So we know he ain't going to win. Um, and, and the Republicans don't have a viable option. I just feel like we're going to have a Democrat for four, eight years and we're going to turn around and have another Republican in, in, in for four to eight years because nobody I, I, got. I, I think that Biden's going to lose. And here's why I think that. That's because he keep falling. He don't know how to stand up. Right. He can't even stand up on his own two feet, let alone stand up for the country. <laughs> I mean, but real talk. I, I, I think. Motherland, he didn't tripped over a sandbag, a bike, a baby. Now, what he gonna trip over next? The atmosphere? The economy? Okay, I'm gonna watch you trip. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get off of them. I'm sorry. All these secret service looking for me. <laughs> All I'm saying is, ain't nobody feeling sorry for him. And I don't I think that Biden will lose either way because he's so old and falling over stuff. People scared he gonna die. And the last thing they want is to, is Kamala Harris to be president. That's why he ain't gonna win. I'm telling you. Why should I tell you? I don't know why y'all won't let Kamala be president. Camilla could be the president. She sure could. Look, look that woman don't need to be president. And, and I'm going to tell you why, why? she don't need to be president. Because she two-faced. She, she ain't never liked black people until they started telling her, telling her, telling us she was an AK and she went to Howard. <laughs> all the folks, she, she get, helped get locked up in California. And we ain't talk about that. And we and when we start when the one guy started talking about it, he got a settlement. They made him shut up. So, you know, to me, if there was gonna be and, that, and, that, and this is not because I'm sexist, I think there are better qualified women that could have been president before her. I'm running. I'm gonna run for office. Well, I vote for you, but I will vote for Doctor Trina, you running? In 2028, <laughs> seriously, I am. I'm running for uh, um. Was in uh, Virginia. I'm running for something in Virginia. So in 2028. So by 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 time I get a certain age, I might run for president. So you never know. Oh, but right I am. Now, running, doctor, I, I am going. I'm going to put vote. my. I'm putting my hat in the um in the public um uh politician role. Let's just say. Um. So I've been praying about it, but I think that's uh 2028. That's going to be my goal. Amen. But think about it though. Think about it though. Tim Scott ain't going to win. Nikki Haley ain't going to win. So all you really got is DeSantis and Trump. 
So who gonna win? There's there's gonna be well, some other people out there, but yeah, and, and you never know. So praise God, but it, it's a lot going on in the world. So we need to really pray about who God gonna send into the office. Well, I I tell you this here. Me and my wife got into a big argument about this the other night. By the way, I was like, I don't even I don't even know if God got got anything to do with anything from a space of what we keep choosing, because the last what 30 40 years oh, nah, god ain't in this i don't know if god in them choices well i mean he allows what he allows and he already knows who's gonna be and he allows certain kings to, to raise up I, I believe that but from a standpoint of if we're if we're betting that the office of the presidency or the political arena is going to do any favors to the rank and file citizens in this country i got some swampland on mars i want to tell you because it never happens and it's never happened. And it's always been about the higher constituencies because understand the Voting Rights Act and understand the, the history of politics in America. When it first started in our, at, our, at our dawning, the only people that could vote was white dudes that own property. Yeah. And then it kind of expanded. And then by the time you get to the Civil War and they make us full citizens on paper, by, the, by 1877, it's taken away. And we had a whole hundred years full of Jim Crow. And women got the, white women got the right to vote before black women and black people. So when you understand this, uh, uh, this cloak or this uh, political boogeyman that they like to dress up and put lipstick on and make us think like it's always been about uh, Americans having an equal say, even with the ones that had it. Lobbyists now dilute the power of the vote to these days, uh, these days, not the people. And senators and congressmen are bought and paid for by special interest groups. So when you understand it from that perspective, I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm just telling you to understand what you're really involved with. So that way you know what you're in bed with. So it don't really matter whether it's Democrat or Republican. They're going to do what's best for the constituency that got them there. Who writes the biggest checks? Because we, we ain't writing no checks. And if we do, if it's 10 to $15 like we put in church, on Sunday, you think that fifteen dollars gonna get you a high a wage or health care? Heck, ten and all. It's not. They gonna cater to what they cater to. They've been doing it, and they'll continue to do it. That's why you have to use strategies. Um, and like you said, there are some things that God has already put in place. And oh, good morning, Prophet. Let me let me let me dock my yacht. So I'm sorry, I'm going out of order. No, uh, no, go no, ahead. No, I'll wait for no, you, you to talk. Yeah, I was gonna say you're fine, Doctor Trainer. Everybody knows check in. And oh, talk. okay. Uh, Listen, I'm coming in a little late, um, but um, I, I I agree and disagree um, because there is some things that we have to know that it, it's it's all working together, and even though it doesn't look right, sometimes you know we have to obey the law of the land, uh, and and there is some people that in in positions. Uh, that are are in there for for their own sake and for not for the people's sake. Um, there is some things that I see in Mrs. Harris, um, um, uh, Vice President, I should say, VP. Uh, I mean, not call names because uh, we are being recorded, right? Right? I think we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, so in the VP role, um, there are some things that I see that she done with when she was in California that caused me to question her um, mindset of how she got where she is and why uh, it but it, they go hand in hand 
you got two of, of the same kind of people um, because he was doing it in the 70s and 80s and and no one really uh, responded. It's just that we didn't want to keep the same person in office. And so it was like, you, you're going to dance with the devil twice or you're going to just go ahead and go with this other person. And I, I, I think because uh, of the formal president that was the first person of a minority race, uh, brought him in as his VP, uh, then we thought it was all well. But don't forget about the past. Some things that we we look at, we like, oh, well, it's uh, water under the bridge and they did this and they did that. No, uh, a, a lot of men, African-American men, suffered at the hand or even died at the hand of the two people that's in office. Uh, and so I have, I, I, I hadn't, I had questions, you know, and, and got me to the point where I, I, I thought about, and this is where we have to get into a mindset of thinking about what are we doing with the decisions we make and are we really allowing God to help us through the process? Sometimes it's okay to just just not vote, you know, but then there's sometimes where you have to make your voice known. And um, I, even though the former president, um, and the one from from NY, uh, he uh, he did things manipulating people, uh, but he never openly committed to killing people. Come on here, somebody. And so uh, and so he might not have been a good person on uh, on a certain level become a, of a business mindset. He is. But you have to look at what was they they use certain things of power to control the uh envi uh economic and um environment uh, i should say economic and um uh, yeah economics basically because uh, people was without jobs uh in their 70s and 80s uh and he was in office and he went and did some things in delaware and different places uh but you have to strategy you have to look at the strategy and 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 she never was for us per se, uh, even though she she still don't proclaim to be. Uh, but you know what's done in the dark will come to the light. And so, I would say this: that there is definitely a need for a good voice to come forth. Uh, there is definitely a need for someone to rise up to the occasion. There is plenty of of good men and women of color and men of women of a minority race. I would even go with a Hispanic or even a, an Asian compared to going to some of these other ones um, that could do the job. But it's, it's the mindset of the people is what caused the problem because the people don't see certain things and understand the law of the land, but they don't, and cause they ain't gonna try to obey the law. So they sure ain't gonna understand the law. Uh, and so I think when you get to that place, Mama Lynn, uh, you have to say, well, what, what is the people's vote? What are we really looking and dissecting who we should be bringing to office? Um, because there are some things that happen and we have to look at the, like he said, the lobbyists and, and the different ones, because they are going to make the changes. You got to hire people up and money talks, money talks. And so my, my thing is, God, let me get into a place of a lobbying. Uh, and that's my goal is to be a lobbyist and then run into po the political realm, uh, realm so for I can do healthcare initiatives and things like that. So you have to have a strategy and just like it's kingdom marketplace. It's, it's definitely doing something to make 
our world and our country a better place. And so I'm, I'm going to dock my yacht. I, a prophet, I was around yachts all weekend, man of God. I was, uh, um, I was on um, down by the water uh, and uh, I was uh, around big yachts, big yachts, nice, nice yachts, two bedroom yachts where they got bedrooms down in the bottom of them. Ooh, we, it was real, real nice. And so, um, but yeah, I was down on Saturday around yachts. So I, I just want to give my little two cents, but, um, yeah, I, and I'm doing a room today at three o'clock. So for FYI, for anyone that, uh, want to come in, um, and join me, uh, God is speaking. Do you hear him? I will be doing a part two of a room that I did a couple of weeks ago. People are asking for a part two of that. And so, uh, and we're going to be talking about government and we're going to be talking about um, I'll be in Congress and government money and and all that good stuff. So I'm going to dock my yacht. But uh, thank you for allowing me to speak. Ooh, stuff, Dr. Dr. Trina, you made a good point. Uh, <laughs> you know, we don't study our, our, our candidates. We don't go back and read what what when did they start? How did they get in politics? Uh, what what was their ground base? Most of my my people I look at when I'm digging in politics, did you start working in the city? Did you on your city council? Did you do anything for the, your city before? How did you work your way up? Um, and that's what I I say too, Mother Lynn. That that's what I'm doing. That's what that's what she did. You gotta look at what she did. She, she baby, if you go look at California and the things she did as Attorney General and all the things that the she she act like she was in the hood. She uh, look. <laughs> I mean, really, you got to look at her mindset. She took it was like she was a woman that had a pen to sign anything and everybody off. Every black man, she it, it was like she was angry. At certain times, you could see that she was just or oh, whatever, and 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 she had people uh, agreeing with her that was of a other persuasion um, based off of what her her manipulation of her words because good law, lawyers are good at manipulating things, um, but the how she strategized it as if she was planned uh, being uh, a divorce for the victims. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and that's what she used as a woman. And so I, I, I don't really, after really dissecting and God pierced my heart about her, I was like, I don't care if she AKA Zibawi or whatever. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. And she, uh, she gonna have to give account for some things that she done. And, and this is the thing about it, even though they are in political realms, they still have to give an account for some things that they're doing because they're in government because the bible say obey the law of the land and government and so they're the people in government they think they uh, they absolut up from this but they're not this yeah. is where this is where church people miss it about dr Patton, uh because we think oh it's just the church folks got to give account no 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 people in government have to give an account as well talk and about so the two we got go on talk go on tell them yeah, there's there's two judgments. And so people don't understand the judgment of, of, of that ram. And, and so they're not. And so when you really dissect and understand the word of God, you're going to see that there's two judgments. One going to start in the house of the Lord and then there's going to be another one. And so we're forgetting about the other one because all we caught up is, that, oh, well, you're going to they're going to die in the church. It's going to start in the church. No, 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 no. It's starting in the government. Look at the collapse of different government. Look at certain things that's happening. Look at what we're going through now now and look at the economy situation 
we are, we're not listening. That's why God said, do the room, do the room, Trina. She said, it, uh, they, uh, I'm speaking, but they ain't hearing me. Dr. Patton, this is what God has been saying. I'm speaking, but they ain't hearing me. They so caught up in somebody proper line to them, prophet. They so caught up on cash app. Somebody come in the room, 50, same 50 people, giving the same amount of money. You pulling on the same people and giving them no, no strategies, how to become wealthy and giving them not, no tools, how to get their family out of the situation and giving them nothing. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm getting heavy here, uh, but they ain't giving them nothing. And so they're not looking at how to build the kingdom and, and strategize the wealth of the kingdom being ready to be transferred. God said, I can't transfer it, but I, I'm doing this over here. And it's like a seesaw. Y'all know how you used to get on a seesaw and one minute it's up and the next minute down and you got to, you got to weigh the, the balance. You got to be weighed out balancedly in order for it to stand still. You'd be like, okay, don't go up. And you just up and down, up and down. And one person go up, I'm going up and then that person. And so you just sit there for a minute. God says, sit in this for a minute. Sit in it, Dr. Patton. Don't, don't move to the left. Don't move to the right. Sit in it and hear what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you to hear that the government is in a crisis, but I'm judging them right now. That's that's why you got to look at the two critical people that's in the house right now are the two critical people that have done so much damage to people. That's it. And, you, you know, Dr. And you, 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 you go you, ahead. You, you covered Kamala, but we ain't talked about Uncle Joe. No, 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 no. And well, that, well, that's what I said. I did talk about him because I talked about him in the 70s and the 80s because he was the, yeah, he was the first person in the 70s. Yeah. So go in. We, go into the three strikes rule, go into the uh, busing and all right. the stuff. Uh, yeah, all that stuff in the 70s. Because yep. we, yep. and see, if you start looking at some people ain't old enough to know about that stuff, you know, Patton. So, but if, if you look at that, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Charles, you look at that time. Go, yeah, Mother Lynn. And so, so when you look at that time, go ahead. You, you, you on it because, see, she went after him because of the bus. And now they working together on the same team. That should have raised your eyebrows like that, but I'm leaving. Right, right. And so, but see, we're not we're not looking at this at, as a strategy from God. We're looking at it as if, oh, uh, you know, then so and so got off. No, 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 no. God said, take your take your eyes and look at this thing. Look at this thing in a deeper manner where I'm going. And and so the thing about it is, we so caught up in church and 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 this. But, but the thing about it is, why did he mention government in the Bible if we don't want to we don't want to deal with government? We oh I don't watch the news I don't do this and I'm so holy and I'm so oh ba 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 she na 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 neko na bo ba sa yeah yeah all of that in a bag of chips but you you got to know what's getting ready to happen if they getting ready to drop a bomb on you and like they talk about the earth up in uh uh the uh, fire up in Canada uh, we we speaking in tongues na 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 b b b all ba ah ma 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 all all that. All that in three bags of chips, and 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 your neighbor dying, and, and, and you you got all this stuff going on, and they get ready to change the law. They get ready to put all these young people in jail. They get ready to do all these different things. They writing stuff behind the scenes. They putting stuff inside of a uh, uh, lot uh, inside these packages that you don't even know that's going to affect our children for the next 10, 20 years. You don't know what they doing. And but we so ha ba 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 hey go uh so uh, this is fertile ground fertile my booty now shoot I'm tired of it tired tired Dr. Patton I'm tired 
Oh, this is fertile ground. No, where is the fertile ground at? Go on out there and chill some stuff. Go on out there and find <laughs> out what's going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, but I, I'm just, I'm having, I'm, I look, I know y'all recording. I, I'm just, I'm just being real because so much is going on and, and we so naive. We, 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 we perish for the lack of knowledge and we thinking, oh, biblical knowledge. No, it's, come on. That ain't what they talking about. Common you, sense. Yeah. Come on, Dr. <laughs> perishing because we ain't got no common sense. Oh, we're perishing for the lack of knowledge. What does knowledge mean? Understanding what's going on around you, not just what's going on in the Bible. I'm reading the Bible every day. I'm getting structure. I'm getting instructions from him to do what I need to do in the earth. That's good. But we're not doing that. We're so caught up in, oh, this is, oh, you were so, and I'm going to do this. No, 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 no. God said judgment going to be in two places. Two places. I'm going to dog my yacht because, listen, I, I, y'all can kick me out the room if you want to. I'm, I'm telling people now, kick me out if you want to. I can go on over my own room and ain't nobody got to come in there. But let me tell you one thing. One thing for sure and two things for certain. I'm going to be real with you. I, I'm tired of these false, false prophets, false, false liars, false whatever you're doing, trying to get people so 100, so 50, so 60, 60, 30, 100 fold. At where's your 60, 30, 100 fold? I ain't seen now. your face. I, I some people have seen me. Dr. Patton seen me. Some people know me. I, I'm the same person inside out. I am not playing no games with nobody. I ain't got time. My life is more important. I, I, my assignment is greater. I got to do greater works. If I'm going to do greater works, that means I'm going to know the politics part of it as well as now. the spiritual part of it. Because the now. Bible said first natural, then spiritual. We so caught up on spiritual that we are no earthly good. We don't even know how to build a, a, a community correctly anymore. Come we don't now. even remember how we used to go back in the old days. I, I come from, uh, from a Colmac camp. Uh, I come from where we had to uh, go out, Mama, Mama Lynn, and till the yard and till the ground and, 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 and fertilize for the farmland to, so you can get your crops to come up. So ain't mm -hmm. nobody knowing. Uh, we forgot about this because everything is microwave and, and iPads and apps here and apps there and this and that. But what, what are you doing? What are you doing in your community just going to leave a legacy? How many of you going to leave a legacy within your community by understanding how to, uh, to attack the enemy from within the camp? That's good. Attack the enemy from within the camp. So I'm going to dock my yacht. I know I've stirred some things up. I'm going I'm to go ahead and get out this room. I, I know I stirred some people up. Doc, I see Apostle Jerry and here, Pastor Charles, that came off the mic. Micah, all of y'all. Go ahead, me. No, 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 no. Don't listen, you go nowhere. You better not go that damn way. Don't you go. Right, hold on. Don't, don't go nowhere. Hold on. <laughs> you leave here. We're going to have a problem. I'm going to have a problem with you myself. Right. Listen, don't you be sitting here. No. Talking, you are speaking truth to power, and I appreciate it. Um, and I want to say this: uh, Our mayor is a is a female, and that that that's the big deal. But she loves the Lord, and she came to me. I went to her today. Uh, she was there for the for this uh, the, the pastor's um, installation, and I was like, I, I said, you know, what do I need to do to get you to come to the church? I just want to say, hey, you know, I just want to, you know, want people needs to know you. She says, um, just invite me, just invite me. I said, okay, cool, right? And so, but then she asked me. I had, there was a former, former person that belonged to our church. And she said, um, do you, do they still go to your church? I was like, um, no, they, they bit, like they bit gone, right? Not knowing that people 
there are some people who are in government only to cause a ruckus for no reason. They're trying to get this mayor out because she's not doing what they think she should do as a mayor and that's uh, African-American mayor. Now, please understand, when you are in office like that, you are for people, not just for, I mean, listen, please understand, I'm not saying that you shouldn't look out for 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 uh, for our race and everything, but at the end of the day, you've got to be in this thing because you love human beings, you love people, and that's my thing. And if you're gonna do right and be righteous, God will back you 100%, period. I'm gonna get off on. I'm going on mute because I I can't run right now because I'd be too. I, I'm too. You know, people won't like me because I'm not gonna just go with everybody's stuff. I'm going with kingdom. I love you. Blessings. Thank you, Doctor Doctor Sanders. Don't y'all leave kingdom. quietly. I need to stay loudly. You hear me? Stay <laughs> loudly. Thank you, Doctor Trina. Thank you. Jump in, Michael. Yeah, I want to jump in, Doctor Trina. You said something uh, so valuable. Um, number one, um, the lady next to me on stage, my mother has taught me everything about politics. Uh, she may not know everything, but she's taught me how to research my candidates. She's, when, when, uh, when political season come around, she sends me the local, the state, the county, uh, all the government stuff. This is what you need to read. This is, she tells me who she's leaning towards, but she says, you got to make your own decisions. I remember my mother holding, being a, a precinct judge, uh, a voting poll person who ran voting polls from in our basement to at different churches. She would take me there, set up, have me test the machines with the test ballot by reading the ballots and voting and, and talking to me about who I voted for and why and teaching me more about that. But this is what, what I like that you said is that we're sitting in our churches and we're losing our, um, and speaking all, being all Holy Ghost filled and shouting, but we're losing our touch with the world because we're being so, we're just, and I'm, we're just so caught up in the heavens that we're forgetting about the earth. And, and what we're doing, I remember being a child at my church and my church in the city and the, the mayor of Cincinnati would come. The mayor of the local village would come. We've had state governors come to our church, state representatives, and they never got on platforms and got to talk to us about nothing, but they were coming to our church because my pastor at that time had the ear. I remember being in the city where the mayor went and do nothing until he spoke to the, the leaders of our churches. And, and that don't mean he always took their advice, but it always made us seem valuable now today we the leaders of our churches can't even get together to go make that impact because we're so separated we're so worried about our kingdom and our houses and getting what we can get for our church instead of building the community we have a community in cincinnati that has 250 churches in it why is it the most impoverished community in the city Come 250 on. churches and it's the most impoverished community in our city yeah, that's crazy. because they're not working together and putting the mandate on the city to do stuff. They're not. And they're, and it's, it's sad because that's, I just remember the church having more of a voice because we demanded it. It wasn't that we were going out there begging. 
we demanded it and we put it, a, 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 a demand and an onus on them to not just for our vote, but for them to deliver. And if they weren't delivering, they were, we were back in their office until we got what we needed. And I yield my mind. That's good. That's good. Hey, um, Prophet, you see um, some lady, I forgot, she's an actress. She uh, was doing some type of uh, annunciation, announcing or something. Um, I guess she was talking about uh, her governor, the governor of Florida, but she called him the Grand Wizard. I mean, governor. Uh -huh. uh, and the whole audience went nuts. I think it's Ron DeSantos or whatever. I just think a lot of I don't I, I'm I, I'm kind of not caught up. I just got out of here. Uh, I just came back in. So I'm taking you guys are talking about like politicians and honor and things of that nature. And if I'm not mistaken, am I right? Did I pick up? Uh, yeah, we got into news talking about Donald Trump and then started talking about politics. So yeah, yeah. I just think honestly, <clears throat> man, um, people need to really um, just hold everybody accountable about everything. Like you say this, you say that. Now also. Like my cousin said, it's best to get educated too, because I, I hate to say this, everything don't fall on the president. It's your legislators. Like who are you voting as your senators and your uh, house representatives? Those are the ones that really are the law writers. The president can put through executive orders and things of that nature, but he signs off on them and stuff. There's so many different laws that were just, they're sitting there on the table that no one went. I think there's a big right on uh, voting law that was issued by John Lewis that Mitch McConnell had it buried under a bunch of coupons and stuff that no one is really dealing with. So you need to really look into your legislative stuff, go to even your city council forums, go to all those things and ask your questions and things of that nature. Uh, I think it'll be, um, what made me become even a voter, there's this, um, politician in Cincinnati by the name of Chris Smitherman. A lot of people don't really like him at times and this and that and the other um, because he kind of see things on both sides of the fence. And uh, I think sometimes as black people, we want everyone to see everything 100% black and, yeah. and not necessarily other people that are involved. Um, you know, every, according to God, like and everybody, everybody life matters, right? But, you know, that, that gets you canceled when you say stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But I remember him sitting outside and he was rallying people to get, to get registered to vote. I'm just this kid that's just turned 18 and voting wasn't the thing, anything on my mind, even though I knew about it. You know, I even ran for student government in school and all this stuff. But, you know, hearing him talk about the, the um, importance of voting, and why does it matter? He wasn't even pushing himself as a candidate. He was just pushing the importance of voting and stuff. And I don't think even our, you know, a lot of young folk, I don't know the numbers of how many young folk vote right now or whatever. I don't know if it's high or low. Someone might know better than I do. But I think it does need to be some type of voter education that goes out there. I think politicians will be wise to try to speak at uh, high schools and things in that nature and not necessarily pushing their agenda, but pushing the importance of voting um, and what it means to vote and what it means to be educated about certain things in politics and this and that and the other, just so we know. So we're not voting just because a rapper raps at their uh, convention. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, since Jay-Z rapped there, Beyonce performed, they must be a good candidate. You know, 
we should probably just get some push people to be more educated. And I mean, the church can definitely do that as well in a lot of aspects. I think the church falls short in a lot of places where we can educate people and not just how to do church, but how to do life in general. We teach, we're great at teaching people how to do church, how to huck and buck, how to name and acclaim it, how to yada, na, 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 na. But what about when you leave the doors of the church and you got to deal with this, that, and the other, or how to make sure you don't sign up for this particular bill? Like, do you really need cable? Are you going to be at home watching it? Like, stuff like that that we don't necessarily encourage. So I think we need to really find a way to just bring forth as much education in all areas in all areas and not just vote because people think they're popular because a certain rapper or a singer gets behind them or sings or uh, at their concerts or something, or you see them at their concert, or they may say a, a clip like I keep hot sauce everywhere I go. Like, come on, bro. Like knowing who's pandering, who isn't pandering stuff like that. So that's why my little spill on there. I, I'm not going to go off like Dr. Trina because I'm glad she said what she said and meant what she meant. There's actually passion behind it. And I'm glad it's not just me or Pastor Charles going off finally. Uh, someone else has a chance to. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, listen, I'm sorry. Listen, I, I, I thought about all the. I, I, I kind of. I did kind of go. No, you good. I love but, it. Stay. But I, I'm going to save, save my energy for three o'clock, Pastor Charles. I'm going to save my energy for my room at three o'clock because. Eastern, listen, uh, Dr. Trade, I want to come in there. It's Eastern time. It's Eastern. It's Eastern. So, um, but um, I, I, listen, I just, I don't understand. I, I'm just, I'm at a place in my life where I'm trying to understand something, Pastor Charles. You know, we've been doing this for a while, some of us. And, and I'm like, you know, like I told somebody the other day, I, I don't have time for this. I don't have time right. to try to figure out this, this thing that, that people in one minute, out one minute doing this and doing mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, no, we, we don't have time. Time is of an essence. I mean, and if we look at what's going on, these, and we barely could breathe last week, some people in, in this area because of the smoke from Canada, you can smell smoke in the air. And it's like, really? I'm in I'm in for Northern Virginia and I'm smelling smoke coming from Canada that and I, that's strong something we got to get ready for whatever we cannot be naive and be positioned my my big thing right now um JY is that God is speaking to me about uh liquidations buildings and, and getting uh, and getting ourselves government wise uh, uh ourselves and position to retain some things from the government because we always want grants. We always want this, but God said, retain the buildings, get, get the, get the buildings, pastor Charles, go in there and talk to the city official. What, what y'all got on your books, what you need to liquidate, what, you know, liquidation is a big thing right now for the government. Uh, and so, uh, that's, you know, part of my little spiel that I'm going to do, cause I'm going to start doing classes and, and I'm have to, you know, somebody said, Dr. Trina, you give out so much information that you have to start charging. I'm like, I don't really want to charge, but it's so much wealth of knowledge and i was talking to pastor um a jacob the, dr jacob the other day and, and god is doing some things and i'm like you know i've got to pull you in and uh, you know it's just like when people are real and authentic about certain things i don't mind 
I'll pull you in. Listen, we get, we need to get these. We, you got farmland down there. We need to get this food up here to these people in the DMV area. We got to do some work. And so it's just things I, I desire to do so people won't have to feel like they're just not doing certain things. But we, we can't be sitting back waiting on the government. You see the man, like y'all said, he tripping and falling. That's because he got early onset. He got earlier. I, I, I've been saying this for a while, but nobody wants to pay attention. And I, I, don't, I don't mind because the room is record, recorded, but he has early onset. That is truly early onset of dementia what what he has is we have a man Not early he, onset he, dementia dr trina well yeah. well i'm just gonna call it like i see it uh, but 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 listen pray for him because jill gonna have to do like uh nancy did nancy was was reagan's cover nancy did mm -hmm. nancy yeah. ran the office for the last two years of his presidency uh and and that's what jill need to go ahead and step into play but if we if we understood See, this is where, where knowledge come in. This is where understanding politics. If we understood what was That's going on, Reagan was what Reagan was the best president per, per se at that time because Nancy was doing everything behind the scenes, uh, and, and he had the right. They had the right people around him at all times. You didn't see him stumble. You didn't see him. They they knew how to navigate when to put him on camera. When what words he was going to say. They made it so. Uh, simplistic that even his verbiage of what he said, he wasn't stumbling over his words because they brought it back to him as if he was remembering how to do filming. If you go back and look at some of the footage of Reagan when he was in office, the last couple of years, he didn't do certain things and say certain things, but they triggered his memory by using film strips that he used in the movies. So you got to understand what's going on. And so I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I, I listen, I, I'm just saying, I'm calling it. I'm calling it like I see it, uh, and so y'all might not like me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you and transparent. Uh, something medically, they need to go ahead and work and evaluate some things and start changing his script because he don't have the same language and the verbiage is not where it need to be uh, from previous. So they they might need to not I, I should say make it more simplistic. From an educational point of, point of view, and her being a, a doctor of education, she needs to say, "Okay, we need to do this now, baby. Uh, I, I know you're doing this." Uh, and, and so there is great women that have run this country. Uh, a lot of them, uh, they were men behind the scene, but trust me, there was a lot of, uh, as they say, Dr. Patton, pillow talk. There was a lot of pillow talk going on in the White House. So I'm going to dock my yacht. I'll tell you one thing, he done fell more times and got back up than Donnie McCorkin could sing. The equilibrium and because of some things is going on. I'm telling you, it's the diet, it's the yeah, habit. It's, 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 I'm it's surprised a, he didn't get Donnie McCorkin to sing it as inauguration. He might have him do it this year. We fall down. No, right. no. Exactly. I, listen, exactly. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to help y'all with some things, but watch watch them in the next six months. Watch them in the next six months. That's all I'm gonna say. Watch them in the next six months. No, you, saw, him, you saw him struggling in the debates. Like you saw him struggle even in a lot of his uh, you know, during his campaign yeah. with a lot of gas. I mean, he struggled a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, Patton, when he was the vice president, right? Like yeah. he, was, he, he yeah. was struggling he then. Have, he was always uh, so he was he, always have dementia now. Trust me, you just pop off. Yeah, the word 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 vomit that was like, dementia. wait a minute, bro. No okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not gonna say. I didn't say. Let me say this. Let me say this because see, listen. That, that when you talk about stuff like this, this is my passion. This is my ministry. This is what I do. Anybody follow me know know what I I when I talk about stuff, I talk about it from from a personal place. 
And it's not a, it's not a laughing situation, but it's a serious situation. Yeah, when we have right. someone in the country that's doing this, that's why I refer back to Reagan. You can go back and look at history, and it tells you what was going on. And history shows that from what Nancy did and what she was doing at that time. And so you have to look at everything she did to calm him, keep him at a place of making sure that the country was run right. And so now we have a person that, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say he had some issues ever since his son died. Uh, and so we going trauma could creates a, a part of memory problems. And so you have to look at what part, type of trauma, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. Cause I'm not, I didn't come into the room to do all that, but uh, we got to understand certain things in our government uh, and, and be, pos be in position. That's all I'm going to say. Be in position here. Listen to God, listen to God right now. Don't listen to what somebody else telling you go and have some quiet time. God, what, what's going on? Show me. Tell me what I need to know. I'm going to dock my head. Only thing I would say, Dr. Schrader, about the Reagan thing and Nancy is that Nancy read horoscopes and was witching. That's one. Two, um, he had a lot more handlers than her. Uh, that's probably why the Iran-Contra affair happened. That's probably why all y'all watched Snowfall. Y'all thought that was cool, but it's a real thing. That's why the CIA yep. turned up. Yeah, but let me let me stop because they they killed Gary Webb for for breaking the story. So I'm just gonna be quiet. Yeah, yeah you better be quiet. We we only <laughs> I, I, I didn't go I didn't go deep saying. like that. That's because we're on a recorded line, and this is de definitely being recorded. So I didn't go into all that. I just I just used that as a a, a I ain't going to the details. So you you got to be mindful. When we in these when these clubhouse because we don't know where this stuff is going. And with clubhouse recording, you don't know who getting it. So I, I'm I'm just mindful what I say. So because I like I said, I one one day, 2028, I'm trying to do some things. So um, but yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. And then looking at history, look at those before Reagan. It was a lot of them presidents that were sick. And they wise ran it from behind closed doors. Oh yeah, Eleanor. Look at Eleanor. Oh yeah, we <laughs> got to look at. El yeah, we got we got a whole lot of them. It's a, it's right. I, it's more. Like I said, pillow talk is more. Look, Eleanor was doing some things, so we got to look at it. And then, and quiet as it kept. I, I'm gonna leave it as this, but as quiet as it kept, I know y'all loved him, but Michelle was doing her part. I'm gonna sleep it like it. Sure was, sure was. Now she wasn't gonna let that black man go down. Mm-mm. No. And she wasn't gonna let everything go through based off of what they what they wanted. Right. Right. So, you know, we, we have to look at history and we have to look at time. I, I my family was so into the voting thing. That's why I was into it. And my, I had some aunts that were in the women's league, the black vote. Um, you know, so we as kids, you know, you sit over there and you be quiet. Well, we was eardropping. Because we see, didn't know what was going on. Exactly. And we was ear hustling back then. Uh-huh. And it was great ear hustling. It was great ear hustling. And I'm going to say one so more you know thing that. with you, Mother Lynn, because you probably remember this, uh, but a lot of people don't realize this. But back in the day, African-Americans were Republicans before they became Democrats. They switched. And, and, and so back in the day, uh, 
Republicans were more African Americans than, and so now we're looking at, oh, you're Democrat, you know, everybody running for the Democrat, called Democrat, Democrat. No, 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 no. Back in the day, because my mom, my grandmother, all of them were Republicans, um, and so they were not Democrats, uh, and that was because things shifted in the '70s and '80s, uh, and that's when they start moving it into the Democratic ram. But everyone back then. Uh, was Republican, and so uh, and that was because of the slavery, and so um, so you have to understand some things. Uh, so people don't realize history. So if you really go back and look at Republican and Democrat, you understand that majority of people of color was Republicans because they had wealth. We had wealth. We were running things from behind the scenes. That is such a true statement. And then look what happened. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know why you know why the, we have to we can't leave the people right there now. We gotta tell them why the switch happened. The switch happened because of the Democrats, or at least Lyndon Johnson, uh decided to really put teeth in certain things like the Voting Rights Act and fair housing and those kind of things. And the Democrats, they couldn't, they didn't like it because, you know, you had the Democrats. Most of them was made up of Southern Democrats, uh, you know, uh, Democrats, uh, guys like Robert Byrd, who was uh, Joe Biden's best friend, by the way. That's why I ain't like him, because it's look, if you hang with that kind of dude, I already know what y'all about, if you ask me. That's just me. Um, but you understand that, then that's where the switch happened. And then they also switched up like this here. When it came to yeah, the- Robert Byrd was from West Virginia, he came through. I know Robert Byrd personally. I mean, my my family, he was like he was gun hoeing for all the Repub all the people to switch over in That's West right. Virginia. And, and West Virginia, I can tell you history. And and is and he got a black. Uh, no, that Strom Thurmond had to look the black daughter that nobody knew about. He was a staunch segregationist and didn't like black people, but had you know he like he liked something else black. But we ain't gonna talk about that with this family show. Um, but when you begin to understand how it all goes, all of it has always been antichrist from a space of destroying many by peace and the bait and switch. So that's why as a believer, you have to be very careful and know what you're dealing with. Because if you think that the political office in the political arena is going to sustain you, you got another thing coming. Now, it don't mean that God don't work through politics. I want to make sure that's clear. Because we have evidence with Daniel and Joseph and other Esther and, and those kind of characters. But I think that our problem is that because we don't understand history and we don't understand, even down to what Dr. Trina said about, um, you know, before the 1960s, you know, black people were Republicans because it was considered the party of Lincoln. It was considered the party of opportunity. And, it, and, and the modern Republican Party tried to sell that now. But they're nowhere close to it. The Democratic Party still have a lot of its roots in racism as well, just like both sides do. But they just package it different. So when you understand what it looks like, why you got to be for small business, not that small government stuff, because that's, that's BS, because Reagan and all those guys, they spent more money, Republicans spend more money uh, or just as much money as Democrats when you go back and you look at the, the actual, actual fiscal record. We understand that. So nobody's about small government. Nobody's about saving money. Nobody's about surplus. It's just not true. It sounds good, but it's not true. So when you understand that, and even now with the new movement, 
talking about reparations and, and those kind of things, to me, as a small business owner, let me have a, 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 a forgivable half million, million dollar business loan that I can pump into my business and I can build my own financial infrastructure. Because James Brown once said this, he said, black power, he, he pointed to his mind. He was the first black man to own a plane, a, a Learjet in America. And he talked about black power to him was about letting me go into the room myself, paraphrasing what he's saying. That's what real power is. And that's the issue. We have not taught those things. We have not been taught those things. And the wisdom has not been shared. And then here's the other word going back to the top overall topic of the room, Prophet Jerry, the honor that it takes to truly flow into economic empowerment and economic opportunity. Because you can't do that if, and Pastor Michael lifted it up uh, before he left the room, you can't do that if you're just a puppet or a king in a particular situation, uh, whether that's government, whether that's politics, whether that's uh, business. And watch this, the church world. We have many leaders in the church world that are puppets. They only extracted resources from the people and rarely disseminate the resources back or even the information that it takes to truly be able to help their people navigate what we see that's in the world. And Jesus told us this, now be quiet after I say this, Jesus told me in Matthew 28, I need you to occupy to our come. In other words, I need you to do business until I come. What's the one thing that we lack in the church? We lack business acumen. And we got too many people that only understand as uh, JY said, and Mama Lee was talking about, we can speak in tongues, we can prophesy, we can sow, we can reap. We can do all those things. And after we get through doing all of that, we still ain't got nothing, uh, a pot to pee in and the window to throw out auto. Why? Because we have decided to, to, to allow kingmakers and those that stay kings to benefit. And that's the same situation that we see in the political landscape where you see the politicians benefit because they're bought and paid for. And what God is, I think, Dr. Trina is going to really judge us for is the fact that the household of faith is that we did not truly educate the people on the resources that we have had and we have available to us. I think that's one of the greatest flexes when it comes to that. And I think that God is raising our voices to really point that out because so many of the old guard don't want to hear that as long as they keep building gymnasiums and building the church. And then putting, getting an honorary street named after them. To them, that's ministry. That's making it. No. We have to tear down that paradigm. And we must see that the resources that comes in the church, not only in the church, but in our communities, are equally distributed. Because that's a healthy ecosystem uh, from a space of the have and have nots actually having a seat at the table. And that's why the kingdom of God has to be preached in the right uh, context. Because in the kingdom of God, there is no separate but equal. There is no feminist. There is no LGBTQIA. Ain't no black. Ain't no white. Ain't no Democrats. Ain't no Republican. When we start understanding from that perspective and understanding what the kingdom of God truly is, then the stuff that we're saying we're doing for the kingdom and the church, especially while we still robbing folks, talking about we prophesying to them for $100, that's not the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of yourself. Or let me put it this way. It's the kingdom of Satan because that's what he does. He loves to prophesy bad things and have you invest in things that's Nurse Patton must have got a phone call. Lord, what I walk into today? Oh, yeah, it's hot and heavy up in. Prophet, I think Patton got a phone call. Yeah, he did. Anybody else want to jump in on that? 
It's really an interesting conversation. I'm just going to refresh for a second. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where y'all listening from. If y'all on y'all way to work, coming home from work, already at work, so we're working out. Maybe you called off work today. We just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, attitude, mindset, all the other good stuff. Y'all know by being Monday, it's the weekend rewind. So we're just recapping some of the things that, you know, we, we've seen over the weekend, some of the things that the preachers them preached and all the other stuff and in the midst of having that conversation we sparked something interesting because we talk about we talked about donald trump's second indictment and how you know the world looks at it and how people are jumping behind this political arena and this presidential race and i think it's just all very very interesting because most people don't have too much faith in the government but at the end of the day we try to pay attention to it because like you said dr trina ain't no point of us being so heavenly minded all in the church knowing how to shuck my high and shout if we don't know how to build our communities, if we don't know how to set up little systems and little strategies and, and small structures to build our community, we can't always leave everything up to the government. We can't always leave everything up to our mayors, politicians, and all these other things. Sometimes we actually have to be the change in our community that we want to see without trying to, you know, talk about what Donald Trump did and everybody else did and all them DeSantis and all them other folks. We already know them people ain't for us, probably ain't going to be for us. So, you know what I'm saying? We have to be the people who step up and actually make the change in our community. But, um, yeah, did anybody want to jump in on that topic before we kind of, we kind of shift it? Hey, Prophet. Uh, oh, what's going on, man? What's good, Brandon? How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Y'all are talking about my favorite subject. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you said what, Mama Lynn? Why are you whispering? Oh, because I just kind of, kind of, sort of just woke up about thirty minutes ago before I came in this room. <laughs> the Lord. Um, so y'all are talking about my favorite subject, and and here's the thing: a lot of things that are happening in the government now, um, is simply because the church we became more we became more commercial um, and we stopped caring for the souls of people for real. Um, we became more caring of, of uh, the sizes of our sanctuaries and the sizes of our church buildings while all alone uh, people in our communities are dying um, every day. Um, Jesus had a unique way of dealing with those who were uh, connected to government. Um, there was a question that was posed to Jesus, and they they asked him. They said, "Should we pay um, taxes to to Caesar?" Um, and the, Jesus said, "Give what's due unto Caesar. Whatever's due unto Caesar, give it to him." But whatever's due unto God, give it to him. And then there was another scripture. Um, for those of you, for those of you that go to these churches or have been to these churches who are so heavy on you paying tithes, listen, people of God, Jesus don't care nothing about that. Especially when you're using the funds that you're using for the wrong reasonings. Meaning you you you're building a new edifices but you're not feeding the homeless that are in your community. You're not serving the people in your community outside of the four walls. Um, at one point in time, 
in history, the church was a major asset to the government. They went, they would, they would seek out the church for a lot of things, um, almost for everything. Now we're in a time where they almost discard the church because of the simple fact the church has lost its voice. Um, we became more about glamour and platform than we were about the people. And I hate to say this, but we are not just obligated. No, I don't hate to say this. I'm going to say it. We are not just obligated to those who are in our local assembly. We are obligated to the people. Yeah. All right. We're not just obligated to, to our membership in our local assembly, but we are obligated to the people. Do you know how many souls are being lost because the church has refused to get involved in these type of conversations, in these type of situations concerning government? Yeah. There are so many souls, so many souls. I, I, I do a lot of social justice work, y'all. For, for those of y'all that don't know me for real, um, I do a lot of social justice work. Um, I currently am connected to uh, a social justice organization um, called USSW, Unions for Southern Southern Workers. Um, and there are people who are struggling because there are certain states that refuse to raise the minimum wage. But while at the same time, inflation is happening all over. When is the last time y'all heard of a dollar menu at McDonald's? I'll wait. No more. Ain't one no more. <laughs> it's not one no more. <laughs> McDonald's, and I know, and I'm gonna use this for an example. I know a lot of people are like, oh, McDonald's is such an entry level job. Okay, whatever. McDonald's has raised their prices, but refused to raise their pay. That's good, yeah. <laughs> you are, uh, uh, you are. A multi-billion dollar company. There's a McDonald's everywhere. No matter where you are, you've heard of McDonald's. You've seen a McDonald's. No matter where you at in the world, you've heard of McDonald's. Seen McDonald's. They are a multi-billion dollar company. They first of all, their franchise, their franchise is make all their franchises um, individually makes eight between $850,000 a year revenue, $850,000 a year to $1.2 million a year. You get what I'm saying? These are the things that we, as the body of Christ, need to understand. We got people who are still making $9 an hour in a society where you can't get an apartment a one-bedroom apartment for less than $1,500. And Brandon, we're asking people that make $9 an hour to steal tithes. Keep cooking. Exactly. And, and, we, and, we, <laughs> and we push and we push that. You get what I'm saying? But we're not, so we're getting their tithes. We're collecting their tithes, right? We're collecting their seeds, but we don't want to stand up on their behalf when it comes to fighting for them to make more money. When it, so good. that they can That's feed good. their families. That's good. You get what I'm saying? And, and yes, I'm using McDonald's, but there are other companies such as McDonald's 
in fast food restaurants, the restaurants that y'all go into. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper. For those of you that work, I mean, that go to, uh, anybody have been to Ruth Chris? Yeah. Yeah. They are expensive. I'm sorry. God bless y'all for all of y'all that can afford it. But yep. for me and my house, <laughs> I will bring Ruth Chris to my own house. <laughs> Amen. But they are expensive. Y'all know how much their waiters are paid an hour? Take a guess. $2.13. There you go. They pay them so they can get the tips. They they basically stand tips are going to be more. And guess what? Half of us that go to Ruth Chris don't tip. (gasps) Talk about it. Tell the truth. (laughs) So we are leaving these people to make $2.13. Now, a normal a normal plate at Ruth Chris is between 60 to $80. 60 to $80. You can find some stuff for 30 or 40, right? But most of it, the good stuff is 60 to $80 or or more. Yeah. Right? And these workers who have to deal with all types of people's attitudes, your, your, all types of people's emotions, people that, that lie and say the food won't good just so they don't have to pay for it. They got to deal with all of this type of stuff. Come on, somebody. We're we going to talk real in here. They got to deal with all this type of stuff on for $2.13 when Ruth Chris is making millions and millions of dollars. Who can live off $2.30? Matter of fact, let's do some math real quick. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for numbers. Huh? 213 times 80 hours. That is $170.40 before tax is taken out. So, people of God, these are the things that we should be concerned about more so than just what's happening inside of our local assembly. And I hate to tell you, I hate, I hate to say this, but these people are not coming to your church. Okay. Mm. They're not coming to your local assembly. The, when Jesus sent out the apostles to, uh, in twos, he sent them out. He didn't say go to the temple and wait for them to come. The lost will be drawn to your church. No. <laughs> He didn't say that. So we got to get back to a place, people of God, where we, we're so worried about being international prophets and, and prophets to the nations that we are losing our communities. That's good. We are losing the very communities that are around us. We're losing the people that stay in that hood that you refuse to go into because you scary. Because you think you're too good to, to be around these people. And let me help you for some of you that think the government is supposed to be about what only the church wants. The devil is a liar. I think somebody said it. They are for the people, not for your preferences. That's what they're supposed to be. Now, granted, our government in some areas have failed. A lot of areas, excuse me. But it's only because the church refused to get out. I've been trying to get a clergy 
breakfast together for the last three years and in my own community here in North Carolina. And it is sad that the that people who wear these that are so tied up in wearing these collars and these hot outfits and all these robes and all these different colors that's supposed to mean all this all this stuff looking like a whole gang member in a robe. <laughs> they will not come to a breakfast to hear the people that they are supposed to serve. Thanks. So what if they are LGBT? Okay, we don't agree. I get it. I get it. It goes against what God wants, biblically. But all of these people are not Christians. And you cannot isolate your thinking to think that they are going to move and maneuver the way us in the church do. Because that's not true. They're supposed to be like that. But are you being the light to the world as Jesus told us to be? Are you being a salt to the earth as Jesus told us to be? If you're not doing that, shut up about the LGBT. If you're not doing that, shut up about how the government is, is, is not doing correctly. We got to keep it real, people of God. It is time out for this for this patty cake stuff that we're doing, for this stuff that we're doing for TV. Everybody so worried. You, you worried about being on TV while there are people that can't afford a TV because they are making slavery wages. This is the stuff that we need to be concerned about. This is the conversations we need to have. This is the things that we need to be focused on. We got all of these marketplace prophetic people on here on this so-called app and you're you're not applying the same knowledge you're giving to everybody else. That's good. How much sense does it make for you to teach me how to get $100,000 when you are not applying that same information to get $100,000 to house the homeless? To help put them, to help get them programs so that they can, they can at least have no excuse to, to, to not change their situation. All right. I know. I know. I know. Because it's all about what we, what, what, what's going on in our local assembly. It's all about us having 1,500 members and, 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 you know, having the best band and having the best worship leader and, and us looking good on the flyers and, and, and us throwing the biggest conferences together and, and all of this other stuff that makes absolutely nothing. And I hate to tell you, people of God, that you can do all of this and you're still going to miss God. You're going to get before God and you're going to say, oh, God, I, I did a conference. I, 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 I did a conference for, for 18 years, God. For five years annually, there were thousands and thousands that came to my conference. And the Lord is going to say to you, depart from me. I never knew you. You work, you workers of iniquity. Because you did it so that it can bring fame to your name, not his. Uh-oh. The only thing that you invoked is people coming to your conference and getting musty instead of invoking the Holy Ghost in them to go out and serve.
All right. I love y'all so much. God bless you. He sure enough said a mouthful. Did he say musty? That was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, said musky. That's 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 listen, that's, that's one of them old ladies. He said that's one of them old. Oh yeah, baby. Words. Go sit your musty self down. Yeah. He said all you did was come here and got musty. And the worst thing about some of them conferences is when they get musty and they ain't left the conference and they stank it. That, that's the part that's bad. Lord, oh, you go wow. on, you, oh, you done wow. pay you done pay seventy five dollars and put in how many different offerings because of so many different speakers, right? And all you left was with a musty shirt and a hotel bill. Okay, I'm good. Hey, so I'm a, uh, I saw a comment. So in North Carolina, the minimum wage is still seven twenty five. Alabama too. In North Carolina, the minimum wage is seven twenty five. Now there are some restaurants and places that have that are seeing the reasonings to why it's important for us to go up but even so somebody said their their mcdonald's wherever they are i don't know where you are but their mcdonald's pays 15.25 right yeah that's First, up here in, in the dmv area some certain parts is up that it is but certain parts south you're right it's, it's, it ain't doing nothing it ain't doing okay nothing. so 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 that's cool right okay cool yeah, in Memphis is fifteen dollars. I think McDonald's McDonald's has gone to a living wage. Okay, well let's, 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 let's be honest, because yeah. right now in this time we live in, fifteen dollars ain't even a livable wage. Because first of all, if you take okay, fifteen twenty five, let's do let's do the math, people of God. Fifteen dollars ain't enough for me. I can't do nothing with it. All right, that's twelve. That's twelve twenty, right? That's twelve twenty. If you're getting paid every two weeks, after taxes, you're really not making fifteen twenty five. You're making about twelve seventy five, or at max thirteen dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. So we we th this is the reason why I say even now in this time, and it, especially if you live up north. I mean, up north is expensive. In New York, they they're Studio one bedroom starts at like eighteen hundred dollars, and most times to even get into an apartment, you gotta make three times the rent. Here in Cincinnati, you do. You gotta make three times the rent. Exactly, you gotta make three times. Three, times. three whole times, and and it's forcing people to go and and, and you got. And, and I don't condone it, but some people have had to go to the point of making up check stubs Come to on get into these apartments. Check stubs. <laughs> you you get what I'm saying? I listen, y'all. I I my 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 grandmother did it for me. I ain't gonna lie to you. When I got my first when I got my first apartment, I was not. I worked at Walmart, and Walmart was paying eight no nine twenty five because I worked in electronics. And because of the simple fact that I was not making three times rent, my grandmother was a business owner. Uh, she she owned uh, group homes for, for elderly sick people. And so she had to make up check stubs for me so that it could show that I was making three times the rent. Walmart is a multi-billion dollar company. Some of them are just getting to $11 an hour about two years ago. Yeah. 
1525 here, most of the time, if you've seen that being made here, it's the management or higher ups. But the workers, the regular workers are starting at $8, are starting at $9. You get what I'm saying? And this is the stuff that we ignore because of the simple fact we're so concerned about what robe we gonna wear next week. Oh, we gonna look real sharp in this. What what matching jewelry and shoes and Gucci and, and Prada we gonna have on? Okay, all right. Y'all y'all be blessed because I'm, I'm I'm trying not to rant. God bless you. <laughs> I know here in Cincinnati the minimum wage just went up to nine dollars. I know at White Castle you can get a job and they are starting off at thirteen. I think McDonald's is too. Uh, I work for a multi-million dollar company at a government-owned company. Uh, I know what my contracts say I'm supposed to get paid, but I don't get paid that. Uh, just this year, I got kicked off the of Medicaid because I made too much money. But my daughter lives with me. We live with each other so we can survive. Now, let that make sense. But we are doing well. I, You know, I, I can't complain. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt because then I had to scramble to find some insurance. So then that took money away from other things, and I got to regroup and refigure out things and get it back together. But we're fine. We went to the grocery store with $40. We thought we spent the whole $40. We only spent 31 of the 40 God is good. And we got enough food to make meals for three days. I, I don't know how. Only thing I can say is, but God. It's real. It's real. That's why I tell people, better pay attention to, to who you putting in that office. Cause you might think they mean good, but no. And, oh, and we were so quick to throw Joe Biden in the office. We were so quick to throw him in the office. And I think, and I feel bad. And I'm not going to, I don't want to, I feel bad for him. Because soon as he got in the office, as president, his mind started going loony. That's why we said judgment starting in, uh, in different places. I told y'all. He, it People ain't hearing that, Brandon. That, yeah. it, that's the first thing. He, the enemy, it, he went under attack on his mind for all the stuff that he did in the 70s and 80s. And and, and listen, and we ain't heard from old Clinton here lately. Oh, let me shut up. Okay, let me dock my yacht. Yeah, as soon as he got in office, he started going loony. This man's first statement when he got in office is the pandemic is over, but you still got thousands and thousands of people still dying from COVID. COVID is no longer here. Still people are being diagnosed and dying from COVID. And he couldn't wait to take away all of the the I want to say not amenities, but all of the uh, extras that were being given to families for the sake of COVID. He could not wait to do that. And he did it. 
Brandon, but we're paying, I, 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 I Brandon, we paying for it now, though. I'm going to be honest. I hate to say it. We economically, we are. We are paying I, for it now. I would like to. I would like to dispel that, though. The president has no authority to dispel spending for COVID-related um, sources. We have to look at what Congress did, and we were not in a position um, politically to uphold those because those bills and those deals are done yearly and done while in session. So I hear you, brother, but I also hear a very dangerous rhetoric around what Biden did to strip people of things. When it comes to budgets and all that, it's, that's not a unilateral decision that happens from the executive office. And in, in many ways, it absolves the responsibility of elected officials that sit in Congress and the consequences, I'll say it like this, the consequences of those that refuse to vote and we have lost seats in certain houses, those are what we're seeing now is the consequences of those things, not an election of a president. Um, actually, he actually extended COVID relief through his executive orders. He actually is still trying to extend things, but he's sitting with a Congress that is pushing back and is not allowing those things to happen. That's why we were headed towards default, because the things that he put in place, including student loan forgiveness for those of us that have student debt um, that we've been waiting on for a year, um, has been blocked by yeah, Congress we've been waiting, and, yeah. and, the, and the officials that have gone to the Supreme Court that have found ways to fund their own conservative issues while the debt relief, the debt relief that was necessarily needed for our communities that Biden had put out there got blocked by those who received relief from their own PPP loans from their own shell companies. And I'll go on me. Because think about it, when they first was doing the stimulus, it was held up in Congress for a while, right? Especially when the election was going on. I think Mitch McConnell and them. You talking about like, when Trump was in the office? Even though, no, even. Uh, before Trump, during the election, remember they they let out they they did several rounds of um, stimulus, right? And it had to be approved through the House, then the Senate, and then we knew it, it was held up a bit because election was going on. And then once the Senate, once the House and the Senate all became blue, it kind of streamlined a little bit because uh, what's her name? Um, the Vice President um, broke the tie because it was a tie, so the Vice President broke the tie to make it more of a blue, blue swing through. But um, the the president can present the order, but it has to go through the legislation system regardless of the matter, you know? And I and I hate to say this as well, a lot of times, uh, and okay, Nick, you can help me if I'm wrong, because um, I felt like, I know a lot of you guys are super anti-Agent Orange. I just know that my, my return looked a whole lot different. Now, granted, it could have been a lot of the windfall because of Obama being in there too. Like, cause typically you don't really see a lot of uh, the impact sometimes to a couple of years after another person was in. But I know my money, cause I'm telling my, my I'm talking to my wife now and I'm, I'm in a, trying to find a new position right now. And in the industry I'm in, I look on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn right now. A lot of us is out here looking for work. A lot of us, they say we got a lot of jobs, but we may have a lot of, um, what can I say, service industry positions or stuff available, but like senior, mid-level, senior level roles, like the roles that I work, um, yeah. are difficult. 
and I'm being 100. It's you'll put a person put a a job uh, acquisition up the other day. She said within 24 hours she had over 800 applicants for that one role. Especially with the acquisition role. is big right what, now. Acquisition what, is big right now. So a lot of talent acquisition people are not getting position. I work in fintech and I'm a, I work in sales. I'm a sales manager. So I deal with a lot of enterprise businesses and things of that nature. I've had five or I've had godly at least probably 60 or so interviews and so many different final round interviews. And yet I haven't got, and I have tons of experience degree. I've closed large deals. Like I helped close Netflix and stuff in other places and I'm still struggling, you know? So it ain't, the economy ain't what we think, you know, a lot of things they say it is ain't what it really is. Cause people out here are really not really getting what they think they get. Trust me, we're paying for a lot of that stuff. Uh, inflation, so many other things is going on. I think something, uh, the feds changed the rates by 2%. Like those, that little, those couple percents is a strong windfall for a lot of everything. So we can't necessarily just blame it on, a particular individual you got to see a lot of things that's going on a lot of moving parts a lot of stuff that's going on with wars and so much stuff that affects us on a day-to-day -day basis so like you gotta know like i said and i know i'll be honest my money was right <laughs> back then and i don't care what no one say granted i don't like the people that was around them i don't like a lot of the rhetoric that, that followed that individual but i know is that my money was right amen and jy to that point the middle class will always feel the shifts of economic downturn upturn right the middle class will always feel that the top will not right for for people like zuckerberg to lose one two billion dollars in a day that doesn't affect them right because they also know that because of the economy that the middle class is going to do what's necessary to survive right and so the middle class is going to always feel the poor the poor and the 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 underside of society are not going to feel it as much, right? Even Jesus said, the poor will be with you always. There will always be this class that is suffering under um, systemic uh, oppression. I don't want to get too much into that. But that in the middle class, you will feel yourself moving from, oh, I was all right. Now I'm not all right, right? And Trump, it benefited, right? Because a lot of, let me check the room. You get on my nerves. <laughs> because a lot of middle class white folks were on their way up. Yep. Right? And and it was a way, like you're talking about fintech, the reason it's hard for black folks and it is it's, it's, it's let's make you're it right. Fun. Okay, yeah, right. <sighs> Man. So if it's you guys a lot know, we can, I know I I'm thinking it's a lot you want to say, but you can't say. But I, I, yeah, I, I, I feel you. I, I'm I'm I gonna go say it like this. Okay. Does anybody know why Harvard and Google and all of these companies started offering certificate programs? Educators, brother. It's because all you Negroes started going to get degrees in computer exactly. sciences. <laughs> no, all you Negroes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I'm dead. And so the, the playing field was level. So now to get into these areas, they want you to have a project management certificate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They want you to have a fintech certificate. And those are costing thirty, fifty thousand dollars for a one year program. Right. Who could who can afford those? 
only those who are wealthy. They ain't giving no scholarships for that stuff. It's 11 a.m. It's time to rest. And so what happens is now there is another level of Playing people field. that have mm -hmm. what a lot of us don't have. Right? And so you, um, I remember like, and Pat can appreciate this. There was a time when a lot of black folks didn't have, what was it, the series EE and, and all that for insurances? Those are rare. That's right. Now a bunch of black folks got it and black women. So now to get into some of these major, I'm talking about major financial firms and major insurance firms, they want you to have an MBA minimum. They want you to have this certificate and that certificate. And I'm talking about if you go look at the job descriptions, they put it out there because they recognize now everybody ain't got that. I heard from a from a colleague of mine. And watch this, Carlos. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Let me, let me tell you why you're telling the truth. Go ahead, Pat. Because my, my wife is taking the SIE right now, and she works for PNC Bank right now. U.S. Bank reached out to her. She went through all the interview process. The woman said she wanted to hire, and then went ghost. I ain't said that. Now, my wife getting the SIE. You got the Series 6 and 63. I have all of my licenses, and I'm thinking about getting into the SIE and Series 6 and 63, too, because what my fi the financial wing of my company a lot of the life insurances that I want to sell, you got to have those, uh, you know, you got to have those certifications. So you're right. They're certifying us to death and the stuff that really it takes to do the job, and not just from a financial services standpoint, but even the programming and some of the other things. Uh, my son, uh, he's, he's going into his junior year. I told him, son, I want you to go into cybersecurity. I want you to learn those kind of things because you're going to have to get something behind your name even as a football player, once you've done that, when, when you want to make a transition, you'll be able to do it because they're constantly changing and moving the goalposts when it comes to, because it was when we were kids, uh, KD, it was about getting a degree. Now, a lot of us got degrees. Now they, now they changed it. Yep. Yeah. When I send my resume in a lot of places, they're asking me for, you know, other experiences, even though my resume yep. certification, like, they, they, even though my resume shows like I've done this, I've done that. Like I have proving record of being the top producer in many of fintechs I've been in, and a lot of these I, I got. I mean, the reason why I'm even in Texas now because of a fintech startup that brought me out here, and then they had a major hundred person plus layoff out of nowhere. Another fintech I was a part of. Uh, <laughs> uh, the investors now they have an investors dealing with a lot of the the uh, account executive or whatever positioning that I was in. The investors of the company are now handling that because all they do is just talk to other investors of other prospects or whatever. So it's like it's <clears throat> one thing if ain't one thing that's another. You know what I mean? Even your hard work or whatever sometimes it just ain't enough. It's almost like how who do you know? And I mean I I just interviewed with a company. That I know I'm, I was beyond qualified. I even had two or three referrals with, you know, within the company, like one referral within the company and another one or whatever. And I've learned that it was so many people they were interviewing, like it's so many people out here looking. And uh, I've even gotten to the point, y'all, where it's sad, where they ask for you to identify yourself or whatever. I stopped doing it. Like, I'm like, no, because I feel like I, that's just maybe me just me being. You know, I don't, I don't know what the inner workings. Those of you who may work in HR will probably know a bit better than me. 
but I stopped doing it. Like, I have a very universal name. My name is James Alexander Yancey. You don't know who that is from my thing. But thanks to LinkedIn, I got to probably make my LinkedIn private or whatever, too. You'll know who it is. But I feel like that probably plays a part in it, too. Like I said, it's super tough. I'll go to these expos for tech companies and this, that, and the other. And I mean, literally, it probably, I can count on one hand, maybe a few digits on the other, how many people of color is in there. Especially, you know, just in general. I mean, it's, I mean, let me say of color, black, because there's definitely those that are, uh, I guess, Indian descent, like from India or whatever, or, you know, Middle, East, Middle Eastern descent that are there as well. But as far as- JY, like, you know what you need to do? You, you know that? what you need to do? And I, what I had to do? I what? went from being Andrew to Andy. Changed my whole professional life. I might have to go to Jim. You might, you might, yeah, there you go. You're going to have to become Jim Yancey. Yeah, I might and, have to go to Jim. I, I, I'm telling you. And if you put it to the test, when I start going by Andy professionally, it, everything changed, even down to what I'm doing with insurance. I'm able to, I don't know what it is, but, and I, I mean, sometimes- You know what it is. You know what it is. Don't play like you don't know. You know what no, it is. It's the no, name. But, 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 but check this out, Dr. Trina. I remember when my sister, who's still in Memphis, and she is Memphis to the core, when she saw my business card that said Andy Patton, trusted advisor, she said, who the hell is Andy Patton? I don't know who that is. I know Andrew and all my friends like, Drew, man, what are you doing? I said, look, bro, I'm out here trying to eat. I'm out here selling dope. Strategy, strategy. Right. I, look, I, look, I ain't, I ain't trying to look. I'm, I'm, I'm a brother all the way to the core. You know I am. But I'm playing the game. So hello, Jim Yancey. Nice to meet you. <laughs> but when did Andrew become not a my son's name is Andrew when did Andrew become <laughs> dog I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you it's always been like that it's always been like that you would be surprised I work in the mail room y'all I had to look up people they name come one way but when I write their name and I don't see that so then I had to play around with the next. Are they going by Andy? Are they going by Jim? Are they going by Herbert? So what's the name short for Herbert? You know, these guys around here play that game very well. And I just laugh. Because I said, here I am in a corporate world, and these people are teaching me something just by name. Because I used to tell my, especially my son, you and little Jimmy go to school together. Jimmy sucks. You smart as I'll get out. You do everything to the left. Got everything under your belt. You and little Jimmy go to the same job. Guess who going to get that job? So you're going to have to figure out a different way how to sell your name. And you know what, Mama Lynn? They love to call me Jim. I ain't gonna even lie. Whenever I have meetings or whatever, like, hey, is, is it Jim? And I'm like, nah, it's James. Yeah, it's Jim. How you doing? I mean, that that right there, that small little nuance, or you know, because you've been in sales as probably as long as I've been in for your entire career. And I didn't pick up on it until they kept calling me Andy. And I'm like, no, I go by Drew, I go by Andrew or whatever. 
And then I realized, I'm like, no, they're comfortable with the Andy thing because they're trying to figure out what kind of brother you are. Now, you ain't got to know, you know, I'm down for the cause as Andrew or Drew. Andy will make you feel like I might play some golf and might listen to some country music and this and that and the third and might even have some different politics and nothing could be further from the truth. And, and, and here's, the, here's the thing that you got to learn to do. At the business space, I don't talk, I don't talk politics. And if I do, if it come up, I'm real bland. I ain't telling you what I think. Ain't none of your business what I think. What I want is that money. And as long as that check cash, that's what I want. Dr. Patton, my thing with Can me, Can I though, say I, this really quickly? Can I say go, this? Go ahead, Dr. Jerry. Uh, on, on a spiritual side of that, um, God will prepare you for what's greater than your name, so he has to change your name. Look in scripture. All right, Paul. He changed to Abraham. He changed uh, Jacob to Israel. He changed Paul to uh, rather Saul to Paul. Changing your name in scripture meant that God was getting ready to do something greater with your name. So he has to transform it. Uh, sidebar, I'm glad my name is Jerry because you can't tell if I'm black or white. Jerry Williams, who is this guy? Is he black or is he white? That's why I named my son Jerry. That's why I named my son Matthew because you never know when that name is going to have to be looked at. And I pray every day that the favor of God comes upon my name. And, and the scripture tells us that he's going to make our name great. And when he makes your name great, then the wealth of the wicked comes to you because that wealth of the wicked is going to be for the inheritance you will set up for your children's children. I just had to throw in the spiritual side of it in that. Thank you, Dr. Prophet Jerry. I'm about to say something too, because I'm glad you addressed it. Because I was like, well, me changing my name, isn't that kind of like a almost step and fetch? But then I was reminded that a word I received, because you know we moved from Ohio to Texas, about we was compared to Abram and Sarai saying that God was going to, you know, make us a great name. Pretty much that same transition, leaving your family and stuff. But someone has spoken to me about my name changing, right? And I'm like, I don't know what this is or whatever, because I am not a fan of Jill whatsoever. Like my brother, one of my brothers called me Jim, only one I ever let call me Jim. Uh, and just because he knew it got on my nerves, I kind of embraced it. But I'm glad you mentioned that, Prophet Jerry, because it definitely reminds me. Because one thing I tell you, one thing you do when it comes to my wife's name, you rarely ever call her Deborah, Prophet Jerry. I think I, think I could count on three fingers how many times you ever said it's always been deborah and other people was called her deborah and this that, and the other and i said maybe that's the change for her and so uh now 
JY is my stage name for real. It's just a way I do it because of James Yancey. I just spelled the, the Y out for my initials. So, you know, I guess I'm going to do some fasting and prayer about that because I don't think this was mentioned by happenstance. I think this there was some definite intentionality. And, even Dr. And watch this, watch this, Jim. Can I say that you don't you don't have to like it for it to work for you? <laughs> you, you, you don't have to you, you don't have to like it for it to work um, I honestly I never when I was younger I never liked my name Jerry but when my name started opening doors I didn't like it but it made money so it, and I also excuse me applied the fact that I don't even have to like you to work with you uh, a, a several years ago when uh, Chris Christie uh, was the governor of New Jersey, uh, he called he called and asked if I could uh, run the music for his campaign and do his uh, his uh, inaugural prayer service. I don't like the guy, can't stand his guts, but I don't have to like you to work with you. You know what matters? You're going to pay me to do this job, and you're going to pay me wonderfully so you don't have to like it for it to pay you get adjusted and let it bring you revenue because i'm telling you people will be attracted to you just because of your name and that's what the lord has been trying to get you to understand uh, the h in abram he only makes uh dr Patton. you preach this uh the only significance uh, from Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah is the H. And the H in, in Hebrew uh, philosophy, that H represented that uh, it was Hashem, the name of Hashem, literally getting in both of their names. And he's now taking over uh, what's getting ready to happen in the course of their life. So that was God literally saying, I'm stepping into your name to make your name great. That's good, Prophet Jerry. Now tell us what the name Sarah means. Uh, we know what Abraham means, which is father of a multitude. And even when he was Abram, Sarah I, I believe means, his name. Sarah means laughter. Okay, there we go. Okay. It means laughter. Yeah, because she laughed at the prompt. Absolutely. She laughed at it. So God said, oh, it's funny. Let me put my name in your name. You'll be all right. Yeah, and then Abram's name was father, exalted father, and then he you went from exalted father to father of the men of nations. Right. So, right. A lot, so, a lot of, so a lot of times when you understand the meaning of names or a shift in the name, God is trying to do something. I don't necessarily like going by Andy, but when God told me to do it a, a number of years ago, I saw a change because Drew and Andrew weren't working, but Andy did, and it still works. It, this, it's a disarming name to a lot of different people in particular when you're talking about working in financial services and here you go with your little you know sharp articulate black self and you get hey i'm andy Patton. how are you it's a whole different it, it just diffuses now they want to listen to me and when you do it from that perspective again like prophet just said i don't care about your politics to sell you a life insurance policy or an annuity or to write your your commercial business you could be the biggest Trump supporter in the world. I just want to know if the check gonna clear. And if the check clear, we good. That's that's how you gotta start thinking. And when you got when you start thinking like that, then everything else will work itself out. 
So, Jim, and that explains, and that explains the wealth of the wicked, right? That that is so true. Um, oh. And I, I have a, a a little a quick example of that because um, I remember when I first started my company in Seattle, uh, Dr. Jerry, Apostle Jerry. Uh, what happened was that um, you know I had a lady, a Vietnamese lady. Uh, Philippine, I should say, a woman working the front. She was my res- she was my receptionist. You know, I, I never demonstrated that I was African American business. Never. You come in my my door, you didn't see someone of color right away. Uh, now behind the scene, we have all kinds of black people behind the scene doing whatever we got to do. But when they came in the door, they seen her, and so and they said, "Well, I'm here to see Trina Brown." Now my name is, you know. If you heard my voice and I was on the phone professionally, I don't sound like what I sound like. And so I know how to change my voice, structure it based off of what we need. Andy, Andy I know Andy do that. Um, and so I changed my, my, vo- my voice to fit the conversation for who I'm talking to, my target audience. And so I know how to make sure that what I say, I'm not like on the app where I get all excited. I calm down and I pronounce some things a little different. But when I had people come in, in my business, they were looking for Trina Brown. So I, I bounced my little happy self to the front area and I said, uh, nice to meet you. I'm Trina Brown. How can I help you? Now they talked to me over the phone. Now this is the thing. This is the catch. They talked to me over the phone, but I was not the person that they were waiting to see when I came out of my office and into the room. Uh, they were like, oh, you're Trina. I was like, yeah, come on back. Let's go to the conference room and, you know, let's sit down and talk. Let's go over your numbers and let's see what we can do to help you save your home or let's, let's see what we can do to help you with your business. And so when they seen that I was strategizing to save the, that, that was a whole different ball game then. But the name do make a difference. And and then not only that, how you have your conversation is plays a big part as well. So I just wanted to say that I'm going to dock my yacht. It was been a great room, Prophet. Thank you for allowing me to be in here. I'm going to go get ready to go to my next meeting, but I will have a room today at three o'clock. JY, I did send you a, a back channel. So um, I hope to hear from you sometime soon. And um, I hope everyone have a blessed day. I Like I said, I am having a room at three o'clock. Apostle Jerry, hopefully you can get in there as well. Uh, we're going to talk about God speaking to us and what he's saying to us right now in regards of these conversations that we're talking about today. So have a blessed day, everyone. I'm going to dock my yacht at this time. I want y'all to pray you know, for me because I want y'all to pray for me because um, my weekend, um, I'm here preaching in uh, the outskirts of Orlando, and I just stumbled upon this mall. <sighs> So it's called the mall, the mall at Millennia. Oh yeah, yeah you, they got that Gucci store there, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah you, need, you need deliverance. You need deliverance right now, Father no, God, in no, the name no. of Jesus. I come against I, any no, spirit that's going to send him no. into those stores, Father God. I ask that you would quicken his spirit that he his shanana will fill it in the name of Jesus that he will not overspin or over exert himself right now, Father God. Calm his nerve down right now in the name of Jesus, <laughs> and it shall be as God bid unto you. Listen, cause listen, the Tiffany store, the Gucci store, the Louis, Louis, listen, all them stores right there. 
You better back away. It aggrieved your spirit. It aggrieved your spirit when you go. Walk out backwards. Walk out backwards. Don't even go look. Walk out backwards. Put your hands. Pray hard for me, please. Pray hard for me. Y'all remember the movie that Eddie Murphy made, and he was running for. He decided to run for office, and and it was distinguished gentleman. You got it. So you think about that, y'all. Think about that. Well, I mean, I'm gonna tell you now. They're gonna make it hard. They're gonna put the full nails on you because there's some stuff in there that'll make you make you think about some things. It'll make you think about divination tonight when you preach. <laughs> you thing, brother, because they got them belts. They got the shoes to match. I'm talking about they got the colognes. I mean, it's been some years since I've been in that mall. I was in Orlando last year. I'll be actually be back down there uh, later in the summer uh, for a family vacation. But I'm telling you, I'm not going nowhere near that mall. I ain't even going to tempt myself. I ain't even going to do it. So I, I hope it's not a Judas moment. Uh, Prophet Jerry, what Jesus says, what you're going to do, go and do quickly. So uh, I, I'm praying that your faith will not fail, that you not uh, go the Judas route. And oh, oh, Jesus. Be my help. Yeah, them pass. shoes is nice. They got huh? some nice, them shoes. Did you see the shoes store yet? There's a shoe store in there, too. I'm, I'm, I'm right outside Neiman Marcus. Mm-hmm, that right Neiman's there, that right there, that right there. Yeah, that, that right, that, that's a spirit. The prophet, but man of God, you better walk away. <laughs> put the hand, put your hands up. Think like this: if your bank card can't cover it, your credit card can't cover it either. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so well, I'm a very, I'm a very smart shopper. I'm a smart shopper, and here is why: I uh, and my thinking is, if I can't buy it twice, I can't buy it at all. If I can't buy it twice, I can't buy it at all. If something costs a thousand dollars and I don't have at least five in my account, I won't buy it. I mean, and and that's just just me. That's just well, that's me. wisdom. See, see, well, then you're gonna be all right, then. You're gonna be all right. Just go ahead and buy one piece of something, and then you be good. You good. Get but it's hard. It's hard when you get the when you get the email from Christian Louboutin that they got 40, 50 percent off. Yeah, it's it, it's it's yeah yeah yeah. I, I I know. I've been there. Trust me. I'm what like, Lord, I'm just saying, uh, my birthday in 10 days, say? you know, <laughs> my birthday in 10 days, you know, uh, I don't know how 15s will look on in Louboutins, but, you know, I don't really care for that. I'm just saying. Them, them are special orders. You got to have a special order on them. I bet, you, right I bet you that. They ain't that right, Apostle I Jerry? I gotta, I but I see, I, I heard know, when, when I was in Jersey, I seen a pair of 15s. Uh, Louboutins and they were on sale. I did see them. Yeah, they because see that's because somebody probably special ordered and didn't want them, but something happened or whatever. Yeah, but they they usually when they go fifteens and up, you got a special order them and they'll they'll get them in. They'll get you get they'll get it right to you, bro. They'll get uh, it right to you. It's, it's rare now. for me to walk into any shoe store, Nike or whatever, and find a fifteen. I gotta I typically gotta order them. When I find them, the, the, it must be I'm I, God must want me to get them. That's what my wife says. But you have fun out there, um, Prophet. We got a. Uh, you didn't get to go to the domain when you was here in Austin. The domain is just like that. Just let you know, it's it, they got everything in there. Oh my god! And my, my by wife, the way, I enjoyed myself the other night. Prophet Jerry, what do your wife think? What 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 she think? I hear about you and I. She and I just as hard. My wife is at the uh, hotel 
doing her 8.30 to 4.30. And uh, she she allowed me to go to the ball today. I wouldn't be here if she did not. Uh, yes, I said it. She allowed me to go to the mall today. She said, Prophet of God, you worked hard the last three weeks. Go treat yourself or something. I said, yes, ma'am, I will. <laughs> you know, well, he's not lying. He's not lying because that man and God honor his wife. Like, you're talking about honor? He honor his wife, and they honor each other. So when he say what he's saying, that's 100% true. It ain't him saying, I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I do what I do, this, that, and the other. It is true honor uh, amongst them two. A lot of people can learn something. Let's give it a one, honey. I love it. I love it. I love it because she sounds like a kid in a candy store or a toy store. You think back when you went to what? What did y'all have? Toys of Us. Toys of Us. We here in Cincinnati, we had Toys of Us and Johnny's Toy. And my, my son got excited when I said we're going to the toy store. So, yeah, that's why I love it because she didn't took shopping to a, a whole new level. To, in a way, if you ain't if you don't watch yourself, you get caught up and want to join That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I I cherish my wife, and I respect my wife. And I, I would just throw this caveat in here. A lot of people disrespect preachers and pastors' wives because they allow them to. There is no way in the world that I'm coming in the building and you see my wife and don't speak to her. We got a problem. I tell everybody everywhere I go, even I say it in the mic, you can't like me and not like her. Absolutely not. You will. You might not like her, but you're going to honor her. You're going to respect her. You're going to speak to her because that's just how I roll. Period. Point blank. And when she tells me, Go ahead, honey. You you can go ahead and, and get that. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the okay. And by the way, if y'all PTR, that's me and my wife Friday night at the old white gala that beautiful did here at Florida. Beautiful. It was it was oh god. It was so amazing. It was so amazing. Pro uh, Prophet Jerry, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell my wife that somebody been getting on coming after your wife. You know she's gonna she'll come out there and uh Go back to her old thug days. You know that, right? Listen, Providence DeBoer don't play about Lady Williams now. She don't play. <laughs> she don't play. By the way, um, uh, Dr. Patton, you missed the first class of PSOW. You better, I know. You, you, I, better, talk, you, you, better, you better talk. You better talk to Providence DeBoer and find out. I'm okay. You told, you. Me to call, you told me to call you this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you so I can uh, catch up. Is it recorded? We try not to record. We try not to record, but um, the, the, this year we try not to record because we want everybody to get it, get it in there, get it in. Dr. Jerry, study. I mean, yes, sir. Dr. Patton, Dr. Patton, I mean, you can call me and um, you can talk to my wife because she took notes and she's been going over it, like chewing on it almost a bit every single day. Um, she's been closing my office door so she can focus <laughs> on her own. It was a lot that she took in, and she takes. She, my wife takes wonderful notes. Ask Doctor, um, ask Pastor um, Charles. Uh, my wife takes amazing notes. So if you need, if you want to get caught up, um, I definitely got to know. And I was supposed and, to. Then I'm registered. I, well, I'm, technically, I ain't, I ain't paying my money yet. I got to get my money together. 
But well, um, I got it. it. I got You'll it. get it. Just, just, well, no. just, just hit me up offline. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me okay. up offline. And, and probably, uh, when's the next class? First Thursday of next month. Okay. Every okay. first Thursday is the class. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I could definitely put that in my schedule because your boy is, oh Jesus! But but God said I was supposed to do it, and I'm gonna do it. I I, I don't I don't I don't learn prophet Jerry not to argue with God because it don't work. If you want to lose the argument, argue with God. <laughs> when you try to argue with him, you already lost. It's kind of like this scene in uh, Friday uh, when they was gambling, shooting dice, and. Uh, uh, I think Smoker said, I won. Give me my money. And then he said, you what? He said, I lost. So, <laughs> right, that's right. That, that's, that's how that goes. Prophet. Yeah, no, you eating over there? No, nah, I ain't eating. I'm actually designing a website for a lady who sells cakes. So, yeah, I'm over here working on her website while I'm listening to Listening to y'all, y'all know it's Monday, so I'm at work. I know a lot of people sell cake. No, man. I'm weak. Not you know a lot of people that sell cake. <laughs> Everybody's selling cakes and stuff oh, nowadays. Oh, I don't know what's up with it. Everybody I don't think you're talking about that kind of cake, Doc. You're talking about some more cake. I'm weak. Hey, I saw, but I tell you one thing, we all we all over the place. I saw this person do these cakes, man. They look like everything but cake. They had master locks. You thought it was a real lock, and then it was a cake. They had a, a, a plant. You thought it was a real life plant. It was a cake. They had, uh, a, a, what did they do? It was something like, uh, uh, it was like a plate of breakfast. Like a real life plate of full eggs, bacon, biscuit, and everything. But it was all cake. 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 Man. <laughs> they be getting creative. Out here creative. I want to. I want a special, special cake. I'm not going to do one this year, but I want a special cake for my birthday. You know, my birthday in 10 days, by the way, in case y'all didn't know. Um, you know, so I'm just thankful. K-Nick, did you go to Hampton this year, K-Nick? I sure did. I hate I missed it this year. I went on the road. Oh, God. But I saw I saw your pastor up there on the pool, on the stage. I, I love Danielle Brown. I love her. Yes. My pastor and my mama preached um, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. You know, I'm I'm very familiar with your music director. There, Vincent. Love him. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Good people. Good people. I'm, I'm blessed, Prophet Jerry. I really am. I, I was thinking about that while I was there. Um, it's a blessing when you can be around people that make impact and have integrity. And I say that integrity piece really, really, really strongly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really grateful. I really am. Because there's a lot of folks following fools out here. I'm going to mute. But you know, the, 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 the part I'm trying to figure out, why have I never met you personally? I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. Because I'm like a thief in the night. We <laughs> John P. John P. Key wrote that song about me, Prophet Jerry. Like a thief in the dark, he shall be dead for me. But in in in, in my my Jamaican friend, he says, "But weird, but weird." Yeah. 
Well, it's that time. It's eleven thirty, so yeah, we can go ahead and get the final remarks. Of course, another day, JY. Thank you. I appreciate that. Go ahead and pull to refresh. See where you guys are on the stage, and we're gonna go with. Y'all know, final remarks and question of the day. Final remarks about the whole conversation, the whole room, as well as what's your weekend highlight? Y'all know I always do with the question of the day. And then on Mondays, we try to, you know, ask, ask you know, the same question, which is what's your weekend highlight? What is something that you did this weekend that stood out to you? What was something that was memorable to you? What is something that you enjoyed? Um, for me, my weekend highlight was just working all weekend. I was actually able to work, and I gained a client this weekend um, who's a law, a lawyer, a law firm lawyer, whatnot. So I'm excited about that because that just means more money for my business, more money for my pocket. Um, but yeah, that's my final remarks. That's my weekend highlight. Pull to refresh. See where you guys are on the stage, and we're gonna go in that order, starting with JY. Who got the hiccups? JY, it's on you, sir. What's going on, everybody? I'm actually in a better mood, Prophet. You're right. So I got a little bit better mood. Um, um, you know, just learning how to, in this trusting God phase I'm in, um, you know, being married to a prophet, she definitely get on me about the words I say out of my mouth. And so I'm really learning how to shut up. <laughs> That's a, that, that's a good a good place to be in when God just tells you to shut up. I told you what the what I heard from the Lord that day. I believe I heard it because I was like it was in the midst of a like I don't know if I was REM sleep or whatever, but I heard the Lord says, "Get out of my way and stop serving the devil." And I'm like, bro, how am I serving? And anything I'm doing that is delaying or slowing down the agenda of God is the devil's agenda, regardless. So if you're not drawing yourself to God or not even worshiping God. So I've turned my complaining into praise. Before I complain, I'm just going to praise. When I feel like a complaint coming, I feel like something taking too long, I'm going to just give God praise so I can get that out of my mind. It's, it sounds weird. It sound, may sound goofy. When I'm like, ah, this is going hot shot, I'm going to just go straight into praise and worship because I have to combat what I've done before because what I've done before ain't working. So I need to just change my, my whole mindset and everything. My my highlight, where we get a highlight, whatever it is, we ain't do nothing. Um, but we have some friends over that we have. We only got like one couple of friends that we have here in, in uh, the Austin, Texas area that came over and we played this game called Uno Wild. I don't know if you ever heard of it before, but it's pretty much a whole bunch of Uno cards and every single thing is wild. There's skips and reverses and card switching and draw fours and draw twos. And my wife and I almost had a moment where somebody was going to sleep in the office and someone's going to sleep in the bedroom because we got real competitive and she cheated. Uh, I wish she was on here because she cheated. She looked at my hand and took uh, and switched hands with me. And then she used her switch to take my cards back. She cheated. She cheated. She cheated. She cheated. Uh, so uh, he here we are um here we are so um man i love y'all dr jerry prophet jerry i'm so glad when you're on here um uh, even though i might be slightly older than you in age but you're like my big brother in the spirit and um and i'm just grateful that uh for profit for having this uh platform to allow me to even meet someone like you and every single person on here my sister ebony i she means so much to me i remember when i first Heard her speak with so much authority and calling people to the carpet. I love it. Like, I don't even think she's probably that tall. And she she just walks so tall. I love it. 
I love it. I don't know you because I think your husband's pretty tall, and I think you're next to you. But like, you would never know because she's like call people straight as it is, man. I love it so much. So I'm glad she's on here. And Doctor Patton, you just be Doctor Patton it. <laughs> All I'm but then, I love. That was uh, a lot of people that got to talk some time, and y'all didn't say nothing to them. Y'all just like picking on me, but it's all right. It's all right. Hey, it gotta be one. It gotta be one. It gotta be one. Remember the seven dwarfs? It's always one. No, I'm joking with you. Then nah, I love Patton because he comes with the knowledge that he studied, and he stand on his own. Um, he he don't let no one sway, no matter whatever the room is. He stand on what he believes, and uh, and the knowledge that he has. And K Nick. Uh, is is really the homie like he really um advocates for people uh um in so many different ways so many different ways um you know honestly he kind of helped me become bolder to speak to my father believe it or not um from a message that he said a while ago he's kind of deep through it in there if you listen he'll throw some little stuff in there every once in a while and you got to catch it because you it'll resonate with you and um this this tech talk today was really really great so i truly appreciate you k nick um as well uh mama lynn thank you for always keeping us grounded in every way you possibly can even though you be sneaking on the phone at work we ain't supposed to be there that's why you talk so low uh, <laughs> 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 y'all be having her being completely insubordinate in this class in this group she trying to be sneaking up she got to sneak in the hallway to say something and everything they're like where is my mail <laughs> i'm supposed to have that letter Three minutes ago. No, I'm joking. Don't, don't uh, go on her spot. She at work getting her money. Right, exactly. I wish I was there. Uh, yeah, hallelujah. Uh, and I'm glad Prophet Christian came in here. I think your birthday coming up, right? Because I know you mentioned your birthday's in June. So it's mine. <clears throat> Unless it passed already. I think yours may have passed. I don't know. Uh, why he in here? He's supposed to be mooning the honey. Oh, praise our God. Yes, my birthday is coming. Hallelujah. On the 20th of June, glory to the Absandala Bahaya. Hallelujah. Amen. Ready your spirits. Ready your spirits to release them seeds. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, you got, my the, birthday you got all the ways to give. Glory to God. Da, 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 <laughs> well, I, I didn't get no seed on my birthday. That's all right. I, That's all right. You did. You did. You did. You did. It's going to manifest too. Glory to God. Uh, uh, praise our God. I'm just in the room enjoying you guys, but praise the Lord. I'm going back on to my, my second honeymoon. God bless. Hallelujah. My birthday two days after yours, Prophet Christian. So uh um I'm 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 excited, you know. My birthday right on the day of I think the day right after summer. So one of the longest days of the year. So let's yeah, get Prophet. God. I'm gonna be in Savannah. Look at all these Geminis in the room. I'm going over here. Actually, I'm a cancer, but you know we're not gonna go there. Uh, <laughs> you, you know you want to be in the club. club. You know you want to be in the club. Don't nah, you? Nah, I'm good. I love I I love it over here. I love being emotional and crying and stuff, and for no reason. Um, <laughs> and my main man, Prophet, my homeboy, man. I uh, I truly appreciate you um, allowing me to just be JY. Or Jim, or whatever I'm gonna be now. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I love y'all, man. Y'all take care. Take it easy. Private, you come off mute now. It's, it's on my fault. Man. I'm over here creating. 
sweet treats some more, you know what I'm saying, little sections and stuff like that for these cakes, you know, trying to be productive. But um, I appreciate you, JY, and I appreciate you as well, man. Like, I thank you so much just for honoring me. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell y'all all the time, I don't do much on here, but the little I do, I thank God for it. So, yeah, I appreciate you. And we're going to have a great conversation this week as we talk about honoring God, honoring people and honoring ourselves. I think this conversation was a great way to start the conversation off real light for a Monday, but then we're going to turn it up tomorrow talking about honoring God, honoring ourselves, and honoring each other because I think it's definitely needed in this land. That's why things ain't going right in the church because ain't no honor. <laughs> Mama Lynn, I'm throwing it over to you. Do-do-do-do. No, it's because ain't no men in the church, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I see you, private Christian, with your little uh, PTR. Okay, you better enjoy y'all see Okay, I what was the question of the day? Cause they uh, threw me when you said I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm at work. I'm sitting in the van right now, talking on the phone, instead of going in this building to deliver the mail. So, what was the question of the day? Flush your blood, and I reveal that to me. Flush your blood, and I reveal that to me. Look. <laughs> question of the day, Mama Lynn, was what's your weekend highlight? What's your uh, favorite part of the weekend this weekend? What happened this weekend that was fun and exciting to you? I got to go, finally got to go see my granddaughter, who's 11, who will be 12 on the 23rd of this month, uh, play softball. And she played catcher. And I watched. I was like, this little girl ain't playing with y'all. Y'all better stay where y'all supposed to stay at. I mean, she played it. She even scored a run. So, you know, Gigi was excited. So that was my highlight. I was We were supposed to have a game yesterday, but it was canceled. Thanks be to God, because I was going to take $8 out of some bill money and go watch my grandbaby play again. I tried to be involved in my granddaughter's lives as much as possible, just like I were her dad, their dad, and their auntie. I tried to be involved and catch everything that I could. Uh, even if I sometimes I was working two jobs, so I would go in between my two jobs. So, uh, but yes, that was my highlight of the weekend. And I just want to say that I appreciate all of y'all because y'all listen to me. Y'all don't tear me yet down. Y'all build me up. Y'all don't make me feel bad. Y'all don't put me in a corner. Y'all don't scold me. If I'm incorrect, you correct me with love and demonstrate where I was incorrect. And I love that. So that's why I hang out with y'all. Y'all have a good day. And I really do got to go deliver this CEO, this mail. (laughs) Love y'all. Thank you so much, Mama Lynn. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And listen, family is one of the major parts of the community, so that's why we continue to be a family and support you while you have fun and support your own family. So I definitely appreciate that. Dr. Patton, I'm throwing it over to you. Well, Mama Lynn, you in the Matrix, Patton. Come back, come back, come back. Nah, you still in the matrix. 
Man, you gone out there with Trinity and them, bro. <laughs> yeah, he gone, gone. It's on you, oh, Ebony. Do 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 do. Hey, uh, by the way, bro, I'm only five feet. You called it right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure this can be. I knew it. See, the flesh and blood didn't reveal that to me either. See, I'm in the spirit. It's 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 us shorties who command the room. Um, yeah, but um, I ain't gonna lie. I I came in on a public conference. I, I I it it went all kind of ways. I really don't know. Um, the only thing I think I revealed to me is that we might need to revisit a little bit of U.S. government because um, we get the president a little too much credit for stuff he ain't got no power over. Um, but yeah, I I came in. I guess on the interesting part, it it shifted a few different ways. So um, but that's me coming in late today. So. Um, but, uh, highlight, week, uh, highlight of the weekend, um, I'm going to say my son meeting some family, um, that lives in Indiana, uh, they were in town, and, um, they got to, got to love my house for the first time, uh, you trying to tell them about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that was a, oh, no, I, I got one, one more. Um, I've realized this weekend that my daughter can sight read. Um, her photographic memory is really gonna work out good for her. She's five and seeing a bunch of words and calling them out. Um, that was amazing to me. I mean, elephant, but I mean, not just like the two or three letter words, like she's just looking at stuff and calling it out. Um, that, that was incredible to me. So she's looking around seeing words everywhere um and and sight reading which is incredible to me so let's me know that we are uh doing something right and it gives us something to work on to help her have a a leg up um hopefully on some of her classmates by the time we go back so yeah those are my highlights for the weekend hopefully tomorrow i will be in here on time uh we had a rough night with the baby last night so uh it was real hard for me to open my eyes but Hopefully I'll be in here from the start tomorrow and uh, join the conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ebony. Thank you so much. Dr. Pat, you I back? Think I, was, I think I was back. Um, my highlight of the weekend um, was me and my family watching uh, Avatar. All of us in the bed eating popcorn. My sons. Uh, my the daughter. new Avatar? The yeah, way of water? Yeah, it was pretty decent. It wasn't all the what I thought it was gonna be, but it was okay. I'm glad I ain't gonna pay for it. Uh, but it was cool. And then um, we went to dinner service my family got some school work done, did some driving for the CMAs. I mean, I'm always busy. So um, preached yesterday, so a lot of highlights and I'm headed to a, a meeting as we speak right now oh, that's why i'm on 40 in the matrix i'm going out here to dixon tennessee pray for us because you know there ain't no as ain't no black people down here i almost said the other word but I, i've been on a fast from the n-word but you know you know what i mean ain't no negroes down here <laughs> so um if i come up missing y'all knew where i was i was waking up with the prophet and some people tried to grab me but in jesus name i thank you that the one two punch still works 
and I'm trying to get like proper Christian, me and my bride, we're going on a cruise late in the year. So we're going to get our moon honey on too, and honeymoon too. Yes, we is. But you got to take them, them sweet ones like that and, and invest and pour into them and uh, spend a little time with them. But uh, great room as always, great conversation. And I uh, look forward to tomorrow if the Lord says the same. I'll holler. Awesome, awesome. All right, last but not least, we got Prophet Christian. Prophet Christian, you there? She cakes. What's happening? Y'all need, oh, uh, what I'm doing? I'm sorry. We were just giving you a chance to say final remarks and question of the day. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just getting off the yacht and uh, all is well. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, celebrated my one year with my wife this weekend, so yeah, Thank we you. good, all right, that's it, all right, bye. <laughs> appreciate you, Prophet Christian, appreciate you. Hey, Essence, I know you had and get a chance to check in or whatnot, but I definitely want to give you a chance to go ahead and get final remarks and question of the day, which was, what's your weekend highlight? How was everything this weekend? Hey, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are. Um, weekend highlight. I worked and we chilled. That's pretty much all we did. Um, but have a good day. I was in and out and hearing a little bit of conversation, but I'm working, so yeah, have a good day. Awesome. Thank you so much. I see you was in the matrix and you at work right now, so I definitely understand. Well, yep, that's about it then. About it then. Time for us to close on now. I gotta finish uploading these cakes, descriptions, and prices for this lady website. So hopefully we can launch by the end of this month or within the next two weeks. Listen, shameless plug. If you ever need a website, if you ever need some flyers, if you ever need marketing material, make sure y'all hit us up at thelimitlessalliance.com. We do all of that for you from graphics to creating reels to helping you create your contents to doing your website, doing your, doing your posters, to doing your posters, banners, t-shirts, all the other all that stuff we do it here at the limitless line so make sure y'all hit me up but i think that's all i have right now to offer that's like uh, yeah we gonna yeah that's all i have right now to offer that's all the announcement i have make sure you follow us on um all social media platforms as well as all podcast platforms including our radio apple podcast spotify youtube audible all them podcast platform you know what i'm saying make sure you follow us on those so you can keep up with us and you never miss an episode without any other things to delay us i'm gonna throw it over to jy so you can press on out and we're gonna close this room jy i'm throwing it over to you sir do the loop father god we come to you thanking you lord for everything you've done doing and everything you're gonna do god we give you glory, we give you honor, and we worship you for you an awesome and amazing God. Father, I ask right now that you be with us as we leave from this platform, Father. Um, everyone that was involved, those, the moderators, the speakers, and those in the audience, Lord, um, meet us at our areas of need, Lord, and have your way through each and every single one of us. God, right now, I ask you to just be God, Lord. Show us your godliness right now in a mighty way. Um, bring forth deliverance and bring forth healing to those that need it. Until the next time we all come together, let your presence be there. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. 
And this room is closed. Amen. Tell you what, I'm about to, I'm about to close it down for you. I was talking on mute. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Amen. I hope y'all have a peaceful, process and productive day. I love you guys, and I'm praying for you guys. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for waking up with the prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye.